Oh, I can't believe Jason let you talk for that long without actually recording. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like still getting, I, I, I was making a drink. So this ties into me being grumpy. I was making a drink, like six ounces of rum in this thing, a couple limes, like it was perfect. And then I went to dump the crushed ice in and I tipped the glass over all over the counter. This was like three minutes ago. So I, I pulled a Dave and quickly cleaned it up, but not happy. More about did, the. Did you the, lick counter? Was there <laughs> licking? I did think about getting a, a straw and like <laughs> snorting it up. Just squeeze it's the rag into your mouth. Of rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, squeeze the rag into your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. They're, they're still on the top of the trash. I wonder if it's clean enough for me to just go grab them, wring it out. If, if there was no other booze in your house, I think you would look at it. And consider <laughs> oh, I, 100% I would. <laughs> So are we all supposed to be recording, or how's this supposed to work here? Yeah, we could do that. Um, that way, in case there's some kind of problem, uh, or, you know. So or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that ever happens. Because I'm fairly certain I'm going to get a zero on this quiz, so don't want the same thing to happen that happened to Matt. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, we all we all start out with with great expectations for the episode <laughs> and then it's just all downhill from here yeah for some reason i didn't get the quiz this this month well that's because you've been selected as the lifeline hmm. but it's so. a lot easier when i have the answers <laughs> well it's kind of weird jason because you kind of complained about it when it was the other way around <laughs> so i'm really not sure no just it was to be fair it was before the first time i was unsure about it but but I, I enjoy giving the quiz. Well, you can blame Gersh because Gersh selected you as as the person. So. Yeah, we'll go down together. Well, uh, we could we could kind of blame Dave a bit because of his lackluster explanation of what the bonus <laughs> question was in the last one. But but I, I doesn't, just don't want to deal with that. Don't I make up for that with my uh, lustful assistance with the quiz answers? Indeed. Yeah, but answering them and hints. All right, I expect so we, the same from Jason though. We ready to get started? Good luck. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Gersh, basically, I'm going to need to really, you're going to bring it, okay? Because it really comes down to the mystery host. So, that's well, it. No pressure. Well, then you, you should search your expectations low and then go up instead of the other way around. Yeah. Well, they can't get lurked. So, here we go. We're ready. Things have to come back. This is the Advanced After Combat Podcast. This is a podcast brought to you. By, this, is, this is a podcast about about war games. It's brought to you by myself, Dave, uh, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a mystery host who has been selected carefully from our guild by an elaborate process that we can't even begin to describe. Uh, his name isn't important right now. The only thing you need to know is that his guild name and maybe his personal nickname that he goes by is Gersh. Welcome. Greetings, everybody. So Gersh, is that something that people call you generally? or? Yeah, it's actually a nickname I picked up uh, back in high school. Because um, when I joined the, the football team, the coach kept calling me by my last name. And no one liked saying <laughs> that long thing. So, <laughs> so they kind of shortened it, and somehow a T turned to an H and whatever. Yeah. Football coaches, that's that's what happens. Long words, you know, they're, they're not experts at speaking generally, so. No, not so much. All right, so Gersh, so um, 
you've been selected as the mystery host. Are you super excited about uh, hosting this this episode? I am. I get to be the last person for 2017, so that way we end the year on a, uh, a mediocre note. And, uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the guy who has it next year will will be able to do that much better. So 2018 will kick off the right way. So I'm sure you've got your uh, list of uh, top 20 board games for 2017 and top 20 pre-orders for 2018 ready. Uh, you betcha. Okay, good. We, <laughs> good good job. Good prep. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly what we expected. Um, That's exactly why I've already gone into that top 10 list and made something. Right? Nice. Very good. So Gersh is basically infamous for uh, buying tons of games <laughs> and like basically buying every single game that is out there. And then about eight months later, doing a process that we, we call shedding. We start shedding the games and then selling them and then immediately buying more games. For It's just like a constant rotational process. Is that accurate? That's pretty accurate. Getting myself in trouble because I just uh, plopped down a hundred dollars on that uh, computer game I'm going to be playing with uh, Easttown. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to resell that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the same. You're not used to this kind of medium. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I have a feeling that that cycle might change, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. So, so there, there was purging for many, many reasons. Uh, and hopefully a lot of those reasons are, are going away. Yeah. And you know, if here, you want to here. talk about stuff, uh, feel free to share because it's really just the three of us. So, uh, <laughs> tell us all about the most personal issues that are going on right now in your life. We, Absolutely. Promise, we, won't, we won't tell any, we won't actually tell anyone. Else. I won't tell a soul. And that's great to hear guys. It's, it's good to hear such honesty. So, so just the, the, not to like read too much into it, but generally there was, uh, you would get in the spirit of games and you would be interested and buy them. And then there would be an evil force influence that would then force you, uh, would crit critique you for having those games and that would force you to get rid of those games. Yeah. So Commander Snoke would, uh, kind of come in and sort of <laughs> tell me that a bad shit was happening and I needed to, uh, to to remedy the situation and unfortunately remedying the situation usually meant uh purging all the games that i really wanted because i actually had quite a few games that are like grail games that like took forever to acquire and uh and and i had to purge a lot of the shit so i've spent the last couple months trying to uh, reacquire a lot of that stuff so it's, it's now a quest to try to get back to where i was once before nice well i I, I, I appreciate your situation. I think you're a good guy, and so I'm happy for you. But a little part of me is a little sad that I'm not going to be able to buy games like that. <laughs> uh, I've, I mean, did you think about any of the other guys in the guild? It sounds like this has just been all about Gersh, this decision. Yeah, well, actually, I did think about him because so, so I went in kind of a crazy spree, like once um, uh, Lord Commander Snoke was assassinated and uh, decided that I just needed to buy everything. So I have a ton of shit. So, and for, um, for the record, in case anything does actually happen to Lord Commander Snoke, that was just a joke. Like he's not, uh, there was yeah, no right, plan totally. to ever assassinate that person. <laughs> no, no assassinations have occurred. And in fact, Lord Commander Snoke gave me a, a probably the best Christmas gift that I got. So, um, but so I actually have quite a few that I need to sell because I just kind of went apeshit insane. And uh, <laughs> like, why the fuck did I buy this stuff? So, so there is a large pile of shit that I do need to purge just because I don't want it. Is there a concern that without the evil influence of Lord Commander Snoke, that there may be 
storage issues in the house that the, the games without the reg purging will just start to stack up and gather. So I hadn't been able to sleep on my bed for the last like month and a half <laughs> because I was through this process of trying to organize my office and I needed a staging area and my bed became the game uh, relocation center. Nice. So, so I've been sleeping on the couch for like a month and a half, but uh, it's actually um, I, I've been organized now. So it's it's uh, I have room for everything I want to keep. So there is no storage issue there. Nice. So just just be sure um, so as not to impact resale value of these games. You were sleeping in a separate couch. You were not co-sleeping with any of these games. <laughs> that that is, <laughs> that is correct. I was not cuddling any of the games because we don't we, we hear about smoke-free home i mean i don't ever yeah. felt like we had to ask further than that as cuddle free games, might be the next one yeah and what kind of environment the games have been stored in well if you find any curly hairs inside the boxes it wasn't <laughs> mine as long right. as it's not a cat hair i'm, I'm good watch, and watch out those asl counters they will stick in strange places <laughs> might never yeah, I, I'm telling you though, like I bought so many games that I have gone through them. I have found all sorts of hair inside of boxes and I don't want to know how it gets there. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping it's like arm hair or back hair or some shit like that, but it, it's some nasty crap. Okay, so uh, what now I guess one of the issues probably when you have a lot of games is you don't get a chance to really necessarily play them all because you become kind of a collector. Um, what game now are you really into as far as actually playing it? Um, so right now I've, uh, been playing, um, so, so there's this RPG sort of, uh, phenomenon going on in the guild is I'm sure you're aware. Uh, so I've really been like going nuts on reading RPG rules and things like that. So I'm super excited about, uh, some of that stuff. Um, but the one couple games that I've like always play, um, are sort of, uh, a B17 Queen of the Skies, um, which a lot of people give a lot of crap about because um, it's an on-rails game. Um, but I, I just love that game. Um, and to sort of a second extent, uh, Hunters, um, which is sort of an on-rails sub-game as well. Um, but it, those games are just easy to pick up. You could do kind of a mission, and it's, it's great to see sort of where the storyline goes. And you don't have to put much thought necessarily into it. Um, sort of in the current situation I'm at, that's been working out well for me. Sure. Right, so this is kind of like a put the kids to sleep and kind of play a couple turns type thing? Yeah, exactly. And in fact, the uh, B-17 one, there actually was a, um online uh, sort of play-by-form that was going on at BG. It was um, uh, part of the 6th Air Force, and the guy would actually uh, go through historical missions and like sort of create the mission based on actual historical bombing missions. Um, and then... You know, there's a large group of guys, and we'd basically all go out and uh, sort of see what the results were based on the missions and things like that with fairly historical uh, weather and fairly historical fighter um, coverage and sort of enemy uh, sort of flak uh, and so forth. So um, that was a blast, but that unfortunately fell off uh, many months ago. The guy just got too busy. Um, but it's been, it was actually going for quite a few years, so, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I just uh, watched a couple of days ago 12 o'clock high. So now I'm like kind of nice. It, it made me want to go buy that. <laughs> so there's a bunch more out there. So I picked them. Um, like it seemed like this year was like the year of of bomber solo games, um, because Legion Games kind of came out with sort of the next gen 
uh, Queen of the Skies. It's called, um, was it uh, Target for Today, or I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah. Um, where it's basically uh, the same guy who made uh, B-17, just the next, next uh, sort of step. Um, Lock and Load came out with a solo B-17 game. Um, and then, uh, what the fuck is that guy who does World War to the modern um, one as well. The card, uh, fuck, DVG games. DVG games came out with um, a B17. Yeah. Yeah. He came out with a solo B17 game too, like B17 leader, uh, flight leader, or something like that. Um, so I actually picked those up, but I haven't tried those ones out yet. So there's there's a lot of other B17 ones that just came out this past year. That's, really, that's cool. Okay. Um, so uh, we have a quiz. And it's an optional quiz. So I just want to let you know, you don't have to take the quiz. So it is there, though. I want to hear the, the silky smooth voice of Dave. So I would love to take the quiz. So, uh, and who have you selected? So basically you're selecting Jim to be your uh, your lifeline? I am selecting Jason to be my lifeline. That is correct. I'm sure he's going to be very helpful in the Napoleonics if, if mm-hmm. I got you two oh, yeah. straightened out, right? That's right. So the uh, the odds of this one being recorded have just dropped significantly, <laughs> folks. Uh, if you're hearing this, <laughs> it was it's like a daylight B seventeen bombing raid. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Godspeed. It's funny too because it's like I listen to certain podcasts and like some of the questions that people get like have a hard time with. I'm like, oh my god, and then I know for damn well everyone's going to be screaming at me. And when you're talking about uh, certain podcasts, you're talking about the Advance After Combat. You mean podcast, episodes right? of this podcast? I, I, yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> because you, for fuck's sake, God damn it, you motherfucker. We are the third best currently recording or gaming podcast out there. Didn't we used to be the second? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know, but there's, <laughs> they've made some worse. Basically, we just outlast them. How That's do we right. do it? How do we do it? Volume. Persistence. Loud volume and volumous number of episodes. <laughs> it turns out when it, you don't actually put a lot of effort into the episodes, it's a lot easier to do it. it. Exactly. <laughs> you can show up once a month and bullshit for three hours. We don't have to schedule interviews. <laughs> we don't have to do any of that shit. No editing. Mm. Oh, so. whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I do a oh, little no, editing. Okay, that's right. I don't want to downplay. There's some editing that happens. There's barely editing. Now, there's some music added at occasional spots. Sometimes. So, uh, I, I was playing uh, ASL last night, and uh, Jack Dempsey was on. And Jack's like a good guy from New Jersey. Listens, older guy. Sorry, older gentleman, Jack. And uh, Jack's always like, I listen to episode. <laughs> I don't know if it's the only one he listens to, but he said that he mentioned to me that he had uh, bought. He goes, there is one question, one problem I have with the podcast. And I'm like, oh geez, here we go. And he goes, um. I ordered one of your T-shirts and I got a five XL. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm trying to tell him, I'm like, dude, that's that's gamer XL. Like, what are you talking about? That's... So he uses it as a night shirt. <laughs> and he, kept, he kept telling me he's like, he's like, I'll send you a picture. I'm like, no, I got it. You do not need to send me a photo. Yeah, we appreciate that you do not send us. Uh, Pictures of you wearing our gear, that's fine. We love that you buy it. Uh, all of our T-shirts are carefully made and designed to wear out in a year, and that's basically our <laughs> revenue stream. <laughs> You've noticed. Yeah, I'm so grateful that you put up the uh, kitten farting shirt. Again. Oh, yeah, we have, that's right. Yeah, that's so a classic. Yeah, we can recycle them annually, and uh, 
when when the year's up, that's basically your sign. It's a new year. So it's like a little, it's like an, a calendar basically for you. Like maybe if you were stranded on a deserted island, you would know once the shirt goes completely worn that you had been on that island for a year. And you'd be like, "Thank you, Advanced Object <laughs> Combat." And then we'd parachute a Teespring ad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our catalog yeah. of six. I haven't picked up the uh, Monster Con one, even though I'm not going to be going to that. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with that con. I know there's a con <laughs> called SwoCon. Oh, I'm sorry, Donkey Con. Donkey Con. So, what's, what's, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I think Mitch thinks I'm diluting his brand by continuing to swear that it has to be SwoCon, but we'll see. If you like Cthulhu, it's a great place to be, because apparently it's all about Cthulhu. <laughs> it's going to be Call of Cthulhu the whole time. And, and Delta Green. Because Mitch is on Delta Green right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's really getting obsessed about that. That looks awesome. All right, so we have a quiz. There's a quiz. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah there's a, we're doing something, huh? Not to interrupt. Hey, uh, one, okay, I'm going to interrupt myself with another interruption. Um, are you the type of person that would bring a dog to a store? No, never. No. You, you what the fuck is going dog. on? I lived I lived in the Netherlands, and I don't know if you've ever been to the Netherlands before, but they're like dog insane. Like dogs in restaurants, dogs in stores, but dog shit everywhere. I hate that shit. There's something about Home Depot that makes people think they can bring mm-hmm. their dogs. Mm-hmm. Like you'll walk through a Home Depot and there's like, you run into like seven different dogs walking around. And not just like, it was one thing when they had the little like pouch that the little dog would be in. Now people just have their dogs on oh, leashes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I live close to Sun City and all the old people... Uh, that's a retirement community here, and all the old people just r- roam around with their dogs. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, leave your dog the fuck at yeah, home. I don't want my kids here. Why do you feel like the, you need to bring your dog? Yeah, it's the strangest thing. I don't know. Or like, I guess you can't leave them in the car, but yeah, so don't put them in the car. Leave them at the house. They can just stay take at the them, yeah. yeah, like, are you such a fucking egomaniac that you think your dog, your dog probably wants to go take a fucking nap? So why don't you leave <laughs> your dog at home for five seconds? Like, seriously, if, if I'm home during the day and usually I'm gone, my dog just looks at me like, this is my fucking nap time, motherfucker. Like, yeah. so I'm trying to sleep, and you're like fucking with my shit. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want a fun story, Supreme Commander Snoke actually uh, decided upon uh, moving off to the round to to immediately get a dog because that's you know the best thing to do that's with what you like, do. limited it's income and a new it's thing. Better than a kid. Yeah, and these, so, these are the kind of decisions that that made it so hypocritical that she judged your or if Supreme Commander Snoke Snoke is a. Not sure, <laughs> but it's <laughs> your decisions. Yeah, it, 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 this dog that got like just shat everywhere, pissed everywhere. Take it outside. I'm sorry, uh, Lord uh, Supreme Commander Snoke would take it outside and, and, and bring it immediately back inside and just shit on the floor. And, and so, so, got rid of the thing. It's like, you know, I had a, had a rough time getting rid of the thing because I don't want to teach the kids that when something doesn't work out, you could just get rid of it. <laughs> oh, the irony. You're like, the fact that you can't recognize the irony is why we will no longer be together. <laughs> Holla. Oh, man. That's a beautiful well, story. I mean, oh, it is. It was a dachshund too. So for Halloween, I actually found this skeleton of a dachshund, and that was my only <laughs> Halloween decoration. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good. <laughs> like, hey, kids, this is what your mom did to her dog. It's like <laughs> too soon. Maybe too soon. All too right. soon. Uh, too funny. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is exciting, though, because you're kind of like off on now a new chapter, which would be fun. So, I mean... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually playing more now than, than I did when I was with her. So. I've noticed. Oh, yeah, no, we've all noticed, Gersh. There's been a lot of... There's been a, a marked increase in activity. Meanwhile, the rest of us happily mated, and now we're, we're sitting on the couch next to that person. <laughs> like, literally, I came from a medical appointment, and... Uh, my my wife was with me and she's talking about something about getting older or hormones or something and she's like trying to ask me and, and all i'm thinking basically for me it boils down to one question if my wife is asking me like, i do this or should i do that i mean i might be a terrible person but my my number one question is how is this going to impact your boob size well, i'm right there with you <laughs> is it going to increase it is it going to decrease because if it's going to decrease it i'm against it like uh, I don't want a lot of changes with that. I'm always worried about yep. that. But like, yep. if, like when she's like, "Hey, they might give me hormones," I'm like, okay. "Whoa!" Like, is this going to be a good thing for me? Or is this... <laughs> Are we talking positive or negative? Okay, this one hormone can give me a mustache. The other one might reduce my boob size. Which one should I do? A uh, hormone mustache. <laughs> I would tolerate a, I would tolerate a that. mustache. That's right. <laughs> right. I would definitely put up with a mustache. <laughs> Yeah, mine talked about a reduction. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that is, that, that's well, really that's, illegal. That that's sounds illegal. expensive. That's, that's the I angle even, I take. I don't even think that's legal in California. I don't think you can get a reduction. <laughs> they, won't, they won't do it. But ethically, doctors refuse to perform. God, God bless. <laughs> They're like, what will happen in your acting career? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, We're I'm going not to for health. reductions. I'm, I'm not for reductions. I'm against it. So uh, did you did you manage to shout down that? Oh oh yes. That discussion. Yeah. yeah. Is it for back pain? Is that why you want people want to have reductions, or is there? No, not... she just. She, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. What, what did you, have... you do? What did you do? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I told you I've been grumpy, so maybe I've been too grumpy. She's like, I'm gonna so, take these away from you. Did you get any collateral for what she had to do to your ball sack? Like, could you like play that card anymore? Oh, no. or like, like no. look what I did for you. You're not, yeah. not reducing anything. They don't care. That's don't that's care. fair. That's fair. No, and yeah, I, I get no sympathy. So so now is she like okay? Now we're gonna resnip it. Are you resnipped at this point? No, I'm going to. I think that's that's one of my resolutions for next year is resnipping. Oh yeah, she's God. not going to want another one once this one grows to be slightly too large to cuddle with. I I don't care at this point. Well, I'm for it because I think it's just good podcast material. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's snip them again. And then and let's unsnip them again. No, no more. No more. We've I'm gotten done. four I'm and a half years kids. of episodes. We have. Years of episodes out of snipping. <laughs> Between the two of us. Oh, I got snipped a couple years after the third one. Yeah. So in retrospect, that was probably a, a sharp decision, though. That was good. It was. You know, for anyone out there that's looking to have children, let me just tell you that, that as soon as that third one comes, that just knocks you on your ass. It's just like bad. You have no idea. It's bad. And I don't, like, I don't oh, get What's it? one more than two? Who gives a fuck? It's no big deal, but holy shit. Yeah, I mean, basically, you can play man-to-man -man when there's two, but then you got to mm -hmm. go to zone. You're in zone <laughs> from the <laughs> And then yeah. after that, there's, it's there's no more blitzing. Yeah, <laughs> five or more. It's prevent defense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Steelers' defense against the Patriots' offense, where they just fucking right. nickel and dime them for like six yard passes and just go down the field. You're playing with no goalie. You're just full front. 
Okay, so there's a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, it, we're going to do this quiz. Here we go. All right. Are you ready, Gersh? I am ready, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and him and haw because if I don't know shit, I'm just going to say I don't know shit. Please, because there's a lot of garbage time that needs to fit into these spots. And we That's can't right. It's, it's the end of the year. We got to we got to bullshit. Oh, we need our top twenty lists, right? Why the fuck did well, I prepare? That's right. I can do top twenty lists. Top twenty, absolutely. And I'll declare my game of the year that then I won't play again for the rest of my bum, life. Bum, bum. Axis Empires. I already named it for you. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody sent me a free game. Usually, it's a free game. Someone sends me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no perspective. I lack in perspective. <laughs> All right. So, oh, one other thing, real quick. This is maybe an important thing. So, uh, what are you drinking, Gersh? Uh, right now I am drinking a screw up. It's that, uh, kind of, uh, version of a screwdriver. So it's vodka, Sprite, and, um, orange juice. Classic. Jason? Jason? I was drinking absinthe earlier, which is why my tongue is a little thick. Um, and I'm drinking a corn and oil now, which is rum, lime juice, and flirtum. Wow, I don't know what one third of the ingredients is. But what's that? <laughs> so what, what was that last thing you said? It, it said flurnum. 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 It's a. It's like an almond clove syrup. It's really good. It's it's in a lot of tiki drinks. Oh my god! Are you? Is it got mad? That's yeah. Like where the fuck is this? It's, it's a total a, wine. I buy my shit at Albertsons. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> What what are the liquor laws in your guys' states? Like like Connecticut is one of the last blue states. Like we just started selling alcohol on Sundays. I buy liquor at the pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is here. Uh, we have crazy. like really good like boutique liquor stores, and then yeah, at CVS you can buy just CVS is the best. It's really cheap shit. That's okay. cheap, man. No, liquor is only at liquor stores, and grocery stores can sell beer. Not even wine. Yeah. Uh, nope, not even one. Wow, sacrilege! Yeah, it really is. I know. I know Pennsylvania is pretty shitty too, but uh, the, the, yeah, Connecticut was. We we used to be. You can't buy alcohol after eight o'clock, and you can't buy alcohol on Sundays. I'm like, why the fuck can't you buy That's alcohol crazy. on football day? Like when right. everyone wants a fucking beer. Yeah. Why can't you go and get a fucking beer? But could you buy it at like bars? No, or you bars can't. Have to well, I mean, you could go to a bar, but it's not like you could. Buy it and take it home, or anything right? Like that. But you could right, still no, drink you at could, the bar. It, it it is weird that you could drink beer at a restaurant or bar, but you can't buy beer yourself. That's dumb. Uh, the bars yeah, are I mean, probably everyone, all for it. I'm sure the bars think that's a great law. Yeah, I mean we're in a small, shitty state, so I mean everyone used to that. Anyone close to a border would go to Massachusetts or New York and and just go there. I mean New Hampshire has no tax, so we used to actually go to New Hampshire to buy alcohol. All right, so there's this quiz. Um, <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh, I'm drinking Maximus. I got Maximus. Of course. Nice. So I'm on my third tall boy. So Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, you know, though, I've been doing pretty well with the Maximus lately. It's kind of, maybe I've calibrated to it. And then I've, yeah. got, some, I've got some rye for later. Still, still full on the uh, wife with that? Oh, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> like, she didn't even notice. It's more of a slow burn, the Maximus. What's the right you have? A bullet. Just bullet. Oh, that's, that's a good one, though. Yeah, it's like out here, it's like 17 bucks, 18 bucks. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's, that's actually one thing I have to say that I definitely spent some time doing is building up my uh, my liquor collection. 
And I keep it in my office, so everything is right here in case I need something. I keep trying to build it up, but it feels like it's one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> I know. I, I bought three <laughs> bottles tonight because I just burned through them. It's upsetting. All right, so this is called the It Was a Good Fucking Year in the AAC Podcast Quiz. Uh, the first question, oh, and this this quiz, the quizzes are all uh, for people who might be listening for the first time. Um, I know you're not listening anymore. If you've just tuned in for the first time, you've probably already stopped listening. But anyway, uh, our, our intern Braxton prepares all of the quizzes for us. So a uh, big shout out to Braxton. Indeed. Graciously. Absolutely. So the first question series is it's time for name that opposing commander. The Battle of the Granicus River, 334 BC. Just trying to. Okay, our com- he, he usually does it in a different format. Our commander is Arsames. Your commander is whom? Don't know. No fucking clue. Alexander the Great. Yeah, see, that's that's a softball one. I like ah, it's too easy. Next is yep. Battle of Poitiers, 1356. Our commander is John II of France. Your commander is whom? I should fucking know this one. Um, fuck. Some dude from England. Okay. We'll take that as a miss. It's Edward the Black Prince. Yeah. Hmm. The third one is Siege of the Siege of Lille. L-I-L-L-E. Lille? 1708. Fuck, what's up with all the fucking French guys? Our commander is Duc de Boufflers. Your commander is whom? 1708. 1708? 1708. Does that ring a bell, Jason? We're a French guy. We're a French guy. You're someone else in 1708. You sure, Jason? Nothing. Nothing coming from you. Don't don't put this kind of pressure on me. I didn't sign up for this. Why the fuck did I choose Jason? What the hell is going on? I warned you. I warned you. <laughs> you tried to. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah, really I've, I've just no I'm gonna phone this one in so I can just give the quiz from now on. He he, he Jason does know all the Vietnamians that aren't linebacker. I mean that's the one good thing. That's true. Yeah, I, I got no fucking clue. Uh, Duke of Marlborough. At some point, I'm just going to start mocking you guys. I don't want to be That's mean-spirited, fine. though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I told you coming in. I, I don't know if you recorded or not, but I'm, I'm totally expecting a zero here. So far, you are right on. It's looking I, good. There's nothing like being right with your predictions. Yeah, but I think if you're going to start dating again, we need to up the attitude. You need to be a little more confident. So let's. we're going to go out on a good note. Yeah, so. yeah I, guess, I guess future Lord Commander Snoke's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't sh- you can't show up and be like, look, I just want to tell you right away, I don't expect that this is going to go very well. <laughs> look, it's going to last like a minute. It's been a really long fucking time. All right, so just fucking deal with it. But you know, it'll get in the future. Reminds- I once had a blind date with a girl, and she goes to the bathroom. I had a couple beers before she got there. I got there a little early. It was in Santa Monica, so we're at a bar. So I had a couple. She shows up, and uh, her first question for me was, um, "Hey, so." have you ever been married before? And I'm like, well, yeah, uh, I got divorced. So she starts asking me about my divorce. That is a no, no. And I learned yeah. that lesson because there is no way to talk about 
the person that you just divorced without it coming across like you're super like you hate all women. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, so Gersh, this is the tip. This is the tip. If they they will sometimes ask you, and you just have to say, "Hey, I have a policy where I don't talk about my divorce until like the second or third day." So then this girl, what she does is she goes to the bathroom, she comes back out and goes, "I just remembered, I have to meet my friend at the mall." Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, nice. I, was, I just started fucking laughing. I was basically like. Thanks for not climbing out the bathroom window into the alley. Like right. I really appreciate that, you know. Or not having six drinks and dinner on my <laughs> on my diet. Oh yeah, oh, bail early. Like, yeah, that yeah, me right. Like you had a diet coke. Like thanks so much, you know. So, God bless. Okay, so Battle of Molino del Rey, eighteen forty-seven. I am Antonio Leon. Who are you, Gersh? Uh, Sam Houston. Winfield Scott, but I like the speed of the answer. I'm, I'm almost tempted it, it, right, to right here, on speed. right ear, yeah? right area. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one, I'm pronounce it incorrectly, so if you want me to spell it, I'll ha- be happy to do it. But it's Battle of the Fillets Pocket, 1944. I'm Gunther von Klug. Who are you? 1944. All right, so the Fillets Pocket is the pocket when they're encircling the... Uh, Nazis right after the Battle of Normandy. So I do I do know what the hell that is. Um, yeah, so so who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? I am Gunther von Klug. Uh, wasn't Montgomery in charge of that one? It's either going to be Montgomery or Bradley. I'll go with Montgomery. You are correct. Nice. Yay! I, I would have also accepted Bernard Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know the fucker's first name. So hey, so good deal. This is gonna get Nicely posted done. up. There we go. Or done. maybe bad. Who knows? Who knows? It'll be fine. There's still yeah. hours left. <laughs> Literal hours. hours. So so right now you're you got one one right out of five. Yeah, so, I'm doing better than I thought. It's awesome. I'm gonna be able to date any time now. Yeah, this is when this is what you're gonna say when she goes to the bathroom and she comes back and sits down. You're gonna be like, "You came back, good <laughs> <laughs> for me." I came back to tell you I needed to go somewhere to meet some friends. You're like, I like the honesty. We should have a second date. <laughs> I'm very <honest> <laughs> Calm. <laughs> okay, so uh, question number two is: It's time for who in the fuck said that shit? Name the military person that each listed quote is associated with. First one, first quote, prepare to fight, for evidently you have found peace intolerable. Who said it? Or who the fuck said that shit? It's not Gandhi, is it? <laughs> I think it's yes. I give it that one. Check, check with Jason. Jason Jason's not a yes. I'm, I'm gonna pass on Gandhi. Jason's giving you the shrug shoulders. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Uh Jason, anyway. If, if you know any of these, just speak oh, right I, the fuck off. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I will. Kind of, of course. Guess. Yeah. Um I have no idea. It sounds British. Scipio Africanus. Oh. Nah, that's not, not British. That, that, no, not British. <laughs> also, that's, cool. that's, that's good. That's some bullshit translation. Same hemisphere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said it in Latin. So I don't know right, what the fuck yeah. that is. Okay, next quote is: "I tell you, we'll cut off his head with the crown upon it." All right, who? Uh, 
fuck? Who, who went against King Charles in the English Civil War? Um, what the fuck was that guy's name? God, I, I really wish I could help you on this one, Gersh, but you didn't pick me, buddy, so I'm going to sit here on the bench. <laughs> fucking ass. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, Jesus, I should fucking know this. You know, it's funny, too, because I'm like, all right, Braxton always does this. So I was going to, like, jokingly say, okay, every single answer is just going to be the English Civil War. No, he does, he does spread it around through the English quite a bit. Yeah. Um, ah, fuck. Fuck. Um, you, hey, you, oh, haven't, Cromwell, Cromwell, you, Cromwell. you haven't checked with Jason yet. I mean, maybe Jason. Oh, oh Jason, do you know? <laughs> I, I don't, but Cromwell sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a yes man. Is that the answer? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna because I'm assuming it's English Civil War, and I'm gonna go with Cromwell. You got it right. Nice, oh, nice. Oliver Cromwell. I, I would not have known his first name either. Quote number three. In war, you learn your lessons, and they stay learned, but the tuition fees are high. And many thanks to Uncle John, who contributed this question. In war, you learn your lessons, and they stay learned, but the tuition fees are high. Oh, geez, dude, if you fucking got this one right, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'm going to say Roosevelt. Like I've, I, it's, probably US, it's probably the American Civil War. Uh, if it came from Uncle John, but uh, I'm going to say Roosevelt. It's uh, Ernst Jünger, a World War One soldier mm. who's author of the book Storm of Steel. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that oh, was that's a hard about one. About as far out as humanly possible. Thank you, Uncle John. I, I appreciate that. That that's awesome, <laughs> dickhead. Quote number four. <laughs> yeah, come to the fucking con next year. <laughs> quote, quote number four. If I owned Texas and hell. I would rent Texas and live in hell. <laughs> uh, uh, if I owned Texas and hell, I would rent Texas and live in hell. Uh, geez. Jason? Uh, nothing. I got nothing. Oh, I think it's great, though, that Jason gives like a sigh as if he's consulting deep memory. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm trying to think of like... I'll, I'll go with uh, Undead Andrew Jackson. <laughs> That's a good answer. First of all, dipshit, it's Undead Stonewall Jackson. Oh, nope, sorry, Jackson. sorry. <laughs> no. He's going farther back. He was undead. <laughs> all the Jacksons, okay, undead, it's a cursed name. Stonewall Jackson, then. So he didn't survive all those duels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he didn't survive the cheese, is what happened. Uh, it's Philip Sheridan. So. And who the fuck is Philip Sheridan? He was like he was a, a Union general. cavalry general. And he also fought in the Indian Wars. But We can make war so terrible and make them so sick of it that generations pass away before they appeal to it again. Rommel. Is that your final answer? Yeah. William Tecumseh Sherman. Hmm. Yeah. How does that Stalin? Yeah, those are probably all we do. Rommel, but I don't know. Oh, Rommel's the terrible guy. Stalin's probably going to get Stalin, Stalin's a bad guy. That's all right. You know, I got two fucking right, so... No, you're doing so good. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're doing better than me. Yeah. Yeah, she's still there for the appetizers. She's staying through the appetizer course, so your first date's going okay. As long as it's not like calamari or some crazy expensive shit, okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, and do you, do you share initially? I don't know if you share. Like the the other thing that I learned coming around the second time was uh, 
don't fucking settle for anything. Like any kind of red flag, I'm out. Like I'd sit on a date yeah. and be like hot a girl would be hot and she'd be Oh yeah, I don't drink. I'm like, we're done. I'm not going it, out with you. Yeah, if I'm spending ten dollars on an appetizer for myself, you better not fucking touch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's <laughs> on the first that ain't gonna happen. I don't think they should order an appetizer. Honestly, I don't think like, anyone should order an appetizer. If, if, if but if you're if you're not paying, like I think you could be like, hey, do you want to get an appetizer? Share an appetizer. But if she's like, oh, I'm getting an appetizer, I think that's a bad sign. I'm getting lettuce like, wraps that are twelve dollars. Yeah, but I'm not really sure that Chick Fil A has appetizers. I guess that's the other oh, right, question right. I need to ask myself. Yeah, I didn't ask where are we. <laughs> 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 yeah, Chick Fil A is going to be a good move too. I think you're That's, pretty safe yeah, there. Yeah, Only because then cool chicks. You know what you're getting into exactly. Exactly, and you know what? I'll tell her to come on a Sunday, and if she doesn't know the Chick Fil A is closed, that's fucking done. That's your first test, right? <laughs> Meet me at Sunday, <laughs> Chick Fil A. <laughs> All right. So, question number three is: Who or what the fuck am I? I was born in 742 AD, likely in the city of Aachen. I became king of the Franks after my father died in 768. I then led military campaigns against the Lombard and Sand powers, defeating the Lombards in 774 and then claiming their kingdom. I reached tight foot page of my power in 800 when I was crowned the Holy Roman Empire. I am often referred to as the father of Europe. Who am I? Charlemagne. Yeah, you got to get yeah. that one. That's good one. Okay. Good I, I got that one, too. I was on mute. Oh, but... oh thanks, Jason. You're yeah. the best. Basically, You're everyone, so fucking helpful every, this everyone got I'm so glad I picked you. Great you job. better do the best fucking job <laughs> on this like bonus question <laughs> explanation. Or... So great, Gersh. You got the question that everyone listened mm-hmm. to. This fucking good job. Book. All five of our listeners knew the answer to that fucking question. <laughs> and You're I'm lucky I'm, I was I'm, on mute, or else I would have been into it. Thank you. Thank I'm you, joking. everybody. I'm joking, listeners. There's thousands of you. Because we are the third well, there are most thousand. popular currently recorded. Hey, Jason, don't interrupt me. I'm trying to get in our spiel. This is advertising we're doing here. And we have an Amazon link, so feel free to order stuff on Amazon through our link. Please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> if we, only, we enjoy if, that. If only thousands. We can't talk about that. He's not, allowed, he's, he's not allowed to talk about that. We don't talk about finances. Uh, okay. that, that's okay. off limits. Okay. Uh, yep. Okay. We, buy we from make, Amazon, buy t-shirts, buy it We, all. we mm-hmm. make millions. Jason and I make millions, which is why we still have to slave away at our jobs. <laughs> I, I think you guys made more money off of the selling of those uh, dice trays than anything so far. That was really good. That was really the, good. The, the market is limited on that. And I was dumb. Like, Here's the problem with me as a, a business person. We're selling them, and I bought one. Like, right. What the fuck? It was supposed to be going to me. Like, the money was supposed to, like why did I buy one? But I did buy it because I was going to give it to Jason. And then Jason was like, oh, I've got like five of those. So like five I, dice trays. You weren't, yeah, you weren't, you didn't want it. Basically. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> outbid near the end. I, I wasn't following. Yeah, me. I probably outbid you. That's what a great businessman I am. Mm-hmm. It, it takes ha- a lot, Dave. And, and how do we make money? Volume. Exactly. That's we're we're good at this. <laughs> yeah, so, so we have an Amazon link. So basically, if you're going to buy stupid shit through Amazon, there's a link on our uh, guild on BGG, and you can click on it. We get like a tiny percentage. And the other fun part is we can giggle about the stuff that you buy on Amazon <laughs> because it does show it us nice. what you bought. So who knew anal beads were so expensive? I have no idea, but apparently they are. They're very pricey. 
So. But the lube for the anal beads, even more expensive. Oh, they very get much. you with the lube, right? Because they, they do get you for the lube. Because if you but, don't get the lube, it's really. Right. Just... And the the clue is when you look below, it says people who bought these anal beads most often bought these this lube. <laughs> so always go down and look at the bottom part of the Amazon page. <laughs> right? Why did someone put in a link for like a forty gallon like barrel of lube or some shit like that? Don't don't judge people. That sounds right. You're getting back into the game, Gersh. You have no idea what you're getting back into. You might want to invest in one of those gallon. <laughs> so we have, let's see, we have uh, super glue. Somebody bought three tubes of super glue. That's different oh, nice. than, than the lube. <laughs> do we, oh, do we want to read it? Opposite of lube. <laughs> okay, so we're, not, we're only going to read the ones that are like not like embarrassing. A, yeah. Tunnels and Trolls, Dungeon World. There's some good stuff here. Good job. And, yeah, and Tunnels and Trolls, that's at a one-player one player D&D Yeah, option. that's probably Gade. Gade probably bought that. So, and I'll say this. We won't get mad if you don't use it because, frankly, half the time I buy shit on Amazon, I'm like, fuck, I didn't even use my own fucking link. Well, and the, the way I set it up, I can't use it because you can't use your own link. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Set up the link, though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. You should have Dave set up a second one just for you. <laughs> oh, we yeah. just funnel it all together. Yeah, that won't fuck with the guildies. Then they can no. barely keep track of the one link as it is. People use it, though, and we appreciate it. Yeah, we get a small. But, uh, that's yeah, very small. Everything we make goes back into the conventions, and and uh, we're actually going to be. And t shirt uh, design and coins and, and, and all for that the stuff. RPG. The, the, the RPG arm, we're going to be paying for that, too. So. That's right. The, the what? RPG what? The Alcoholic Adventure Cabal. The, the, so I've had, I've had a lot of people comment that they, oh, I'd like to sit on the RPGs. They're released as podcasts under Alcoholic Adventure Cabal. Right. Uh, I agree, right? Like, I didn't yeah. like the idea of having people listen in on the – I don't think people should listen in. I think it should just be you can recorded and posted. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and we're putting up um, Ty stuff up there now too. He he contacted us and said, "Hey, let's let's keep all the guild stuff together," which is cool. So he's going to pay us a small amount of money to host that then, <laughs> because we're paying. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fair. That seems fair <laughs> that he agreed to do that. Okay. Yeah, or at least Ty, come thanks. to the convention. Thanks for the money, Ty. Yeah, plus, plus I think his you haven't caught up all the way yet, so you're still releasing these slowly. Very plus slowly. You, also, you split the the cybernetic dolphin one, which fucked with me. Like today, I was listening to that one. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I didn't realize you split it. Yeah, so there's there's basically two feeds. We support the obviously our feed, and we support the Alcoholic Adventure Cabal, which is our RPG arm. So since a lot of guys got into the RPGs and playing, a lot of the guys that you hear on the guild and on the podcast are uh, now over there role playing, and it's it's it's, it's fucking it's, awesome. It's it's bad to mediocre to sometimes hilarious. <laughs> it, it, it's fucking kick ass. It's it's uh, yeah, awesome. I've enjoyed your guys AC West travelers. They like to know when I'm looking forward to the Gamma World. It's going to be you, awesome. If you, if you like, I mean, it's there's varying groups. So uh, if you're into more serious stuff, they, there's some groups that are maybe more uh, earnest, more Mister One Thousand ish about <laughs> their role playing, and then there's groups like the AC West uh-huh. group, which is just a fucking train wreck. So <laughs> and, and it's really, all great. It really is a train wreck. The very first one I saw, I'm like, holy fucking shit! Like, duck has to herd a bunch of fucking cats. Like, I don't know. Drunk how cats. He's dealing They're with this. Drunk cats. Yeah, but it's, it's seriously drunk cats. 
But there's some that are better, and whatever you'll enjoy it. There's, there's yeah, they're good. There. Okay. They're all awesome. But, all the, awesome. but my my point is that any money we get through T-shirts and stuff like that always goes back it to goes conventions. Back yep. We have never made money off our convention, uh, and uh, one day maybe that maybe Jason and I can get a free night at the hotel. That <laughs> <laughs> would be awesome. That hasn't happened for us. Hey, that, I, that's I about ten years out. That... That I'm more than happy to donate for that, and and I did the first year, even though I didn't go, and you know I did go the second year, which was fucking awesome. And we, we, I, I will continue to do so, but but Gersh, I, we I, also we always offer the option to pay more than the price for. It, oh it's, oh it, yeah, when I, we I, say the price for the, the the registration, we say intentionally it's minimum a minimum <laughs> for this amount of money. Uh, yeah, and I definitely donated more. I think last year for for booze, and you know, I, I went I went forward with the. Uh, with the whole Gildon thing and everything so, this year. So, but so what I, I'm more than happy to donate money through there, but I do have to say with Amazon though, I have to my money goes to the PTO. Sorry guys. There you go. Love That's you guys, fair. But... That's fair. So so uh with uh Lord Commander Snoke, was Lord Commander Snoke thrilled that you were going to the con, the AC con? No, but so so here's the fucking thing with that. So so Lord Commander Snoke told me that I was going to be her apprentice anymore, right? Back uh, the day before New Year's, I'm like, oh, what a fucking great New Year's gift. Like, you know, okay. like, I can't spend another fucking year with you as my apprentice, you fucking asshole. Right. So so I'm like, okay. But then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Lord Commander Snoke was like, oh, oh, actually, you know what? I will continue to have you be your apprentice because I was wrong. And uh, during that time, I'm like, well, I want to go to this convention. And Lord Commander Snoke's like, absolutely. Oh, because uh, Lord Commander Snoke feels like, okay, you've got at that point, you guys are good. A little, yeah, a little yeah, carrot yeah. action. Exactly. So, so then Lord Commander Snoke's, fuck you, I don't want you as my uh, apprentice anymore. And I'm like, well, I've already bought my tickets in my hotel room, so fuck you, I'm going. Um, and in in the agreement uh, that will be uh, processed through the uh, legal system of Lord Commander Smoke, um, that is part of the fucking agreement. That nice. A week off to go to fucking nice. every October oh. to go to. Oh, the, really? That's convention. awesome, dude. You actually put that in in your separation from the force my... from the empire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In your yes, Sith that decree. Is, that is a legal edition that I am getting fucking time off to go nice. to the convention, which is why I can't go to Donkey Kong. Um, that was not part of the right. legal agreement. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah, that, know, every fine. fucking October. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to keep it with the original. <laughs> that, uh, that's yeah, that, yeah. That's awesome. And, and you know, it's like, yeah, it, the number of monster games that I've played are, are, you know, one. So. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. Okay. So next question. <laughs> my my heart just grew <laughs> ten times. Yeah, that's right. That's that was right. a good. That was good. I am developed, or I sorry, I am developed. I was developed by an American British inventor in 1883 as the first recoil operated machine gun. I was used widely in the era of colonial warfare by the British Empire. I was first used by British troops in Rhodesia at the Battle of Shangai where 700 British soldiers fought a 5,000 warriors utilizing four of my machine guns. What am I? Battle of what now? The Battle of Shangani in Rhodesia. British against uh, 5,000 warriors. Sure. That, 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 yeah. It's a machine gun. It's a machine gun. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, um, Jason, you out there for this one? Is it the Maxim? It, is yeah, that going to be your answer, Gersh? That will be my answer. That is correct. You are fucking awesome. You are <laughs> worth every penny of choosing you as my my uh, answering question guy. All you're the welcome. pennies. All the so pennies you, that I paid. Uh-huh. See, now, now you're making me angry, and I might start modifying the quiz to make it more difficult. <laughs> so the, the next question is, I was born in 1891. Who am That's I? That's the only information Who am I am give you. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1891 in the kingdom of Württemberg. When I was 18, I joined a local infantry. When I was 17. As an ensign and enrolled at the officer cadet school in Danzig. My first command experience was in August 1914 as a platoon commander near Verdun. I was awarded the Iron Cross second class for actions in 1914 and 1915. In 1917, while fighting in Italy at the Battle of Caporetto, I helped pioneer infiltration tactics, a new form of maneuver warfare just being adopted by the German army. Who am I? I have literally nothing. Is this also Unger? Uh, Gersh, are you going to accept I for- Jason? I, I, I forgot I wasn't question. doing this. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah sure. Jason he's taking the quiz. <laughs> whatever, whatever Jason said, so, I have so no idea what he said, but absolutely. So you're going to take the answer that we've never heard of from the other previous question and guess that this might be it. Okay. It's Erwin yes. Rommel. The answer Rommel. is yes. No. Incorrect. What was, what was the answer? Erwin Rommel. Absolutely it was. That makes sense. Uh, now, wait, that makes oh, way no, more no, sense no, than my answer. Yeah, that was the actual answer. Jason's answer was not Erwin Rommel. <laughs> I don't even know what Jason said, but whatever Jason said. It was the, it was the yeah. younger guy uh, from before. It was uh, Ernst the Younger. <laughs> <laughs> Ernst sure. is pretty German. That's, yeah. It's just Unger. That's right. I, I've been reading too much uh, uh, War of the Roses. Stuff. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I would have to say that uh, uh, Diane Keaton in that movie was fucking hot. It's a good movie. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I know that's not what you're talking about, but was it Diane Keaton? Yeah, it was Diane I, Keaton and Michael Dubs. I can never remember. I'm not good with actors or actresses' names. Like my wife will mention an actress. I'm like, who the fuck is that person? Like, I have to see them. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, she's I'm the not same like way. Well endowed or anything like that, but I remember some scene where her fucking nipples were popping through. No, it's Catherine Turner. Yeah, it's Kathleen oh, Turner. Kathleen Turner, you're like, right. Damn, fucking, I'm Diane, sorry, Kathleen Turner. Yeah, that's where I was like, I don't think that's the same person. No, no, yep. Sorry, I'm losing it. Kathleen Turner, Romancing the Stone, Jewel Nile. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, oh, was, Romancing she, the Stone is such a good movie. She was good early. Now, not so much. Yeah. Uh, well, now she Too many sounds cigarettes. like a man. She sounds more like a man <laughs> than I sound like a man. Well, I, I, I heard she had uh, rheumatoid arthritis or something like that, so she had to take steroids. But you can never tell with actors, because that's what they say. Like, if they get big, they say, oh, it's steroids. I have to take something. Like that. That's my excuse, too. Like, it's, all, it's all the steroids <laughs> I've been injecting. It's all the steroids. I'm so huge, but just fat. All right, I was developed in France in 1853 in an effort to replace all previous field guns in the French army. This was due to my ability to fire ball, shell, canister, or grape shot. 
I was used extensively during the American Civil War, where the Union Army produced 1,100 pieces and the Confederate Army produced 600 pieces of my model. What am I? The type of field gun developed in 1853 in France. The, the, the musket. Uh, the the um, Enfield musket. Oh, please. Did, did you even fucking listen to the description I just gave? I, I have no fucking no. Okay, all right. Let me run through this. Let me run through the. the, the yeah, don't, don't bother. That was my answer. Let's just go down to the next one. It's a fucking field gun, dude. And you're gonna guess the musket? That's okay. it. It's a, right. Oh, field gun with the. Okay, sorry, a little yep. bit bigger. Yep. Sorry. Yep, yep. Yep. Jason, do you have a guess? I don't. Uh, it's a Napoleon cannon, twelve pounder Napoleon. You betcha. All right, let's keep going. They if named the, everything after that guy. If it had been the French 75 in World War I, Jason that's, would have known it. That's what Just I was because thinking, the because there's a drink named after it. <laughs> dude, dude, I fucking, when we went to St. John, I drank like fucking, they're we so really, good. I drank so many of them that my wife, I got fucking sick, drunk, my wife got so mad at me. It was done for the night. I got my like sister-in-law I, drunk on one, on those the other night. Dude, it was basically one... Enough? I, I woke up gin in the morning. and champagne and lemon juice. I woke up in the morning and just turned to my wife and I said, "I'm sorry." Like the, <laughs> the first words on my mouth, I knew that. It's so, sick. so, medicine man makes one that he calls the the French Canadian seventy five. That's uh, instead of using simple syrup, he uses maple syrup, which is really good too. So yeah, it's simple uh, syrup, it's got, lemon it juice, has champ- gin, it has champagne? and champagne. Yep. Oh yeah, dude, it was yeah, good. That'll fuck you up. We were drinking with a couple at the bar at this, this restaurant, and I can must have put away. Like, I'm usually good. Like, if we're out, but we're in St. John, and you know, you're kind of isolated. And right. I was just, I, I was having fun. There was another couple there. We were chit chatting, and I started just pounding them. And then uh, finally, my wife's like, We got to go. Like, we didn't even eat. Like, <laughs> well, that's your problem. And then she's like, we, so as we're leaving, we're walking up the street outside, and they're up in like the third story of the restaurant. So the couple's like, hey, hey. And I go, <laughs> fuck you. My wife's like, they were the people we were just talking to. I'm like, fuck those people. She's like, oh, my God, you're such a dick. Like, you're so drunk. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? We were just talking to that guy. Nope, fuck them. Yeah, fuck I those, have not fuck had those guys. since lunch today, so oh, nice. I'm feeling good. my effective alcohol here. Good, good. No yeah, Chick-fil-A. When you, guess, when you guess the musket, and I'm talking about canister and grape shot, I figured <laughs> there was probably some issues. Yeah, I just I just spilled my drinks. So I'm, I'm mm. busy cleaning up right now. Okay. Well, well, uh, you can clean up later, Gersh. You're not married anymore. You got to so sit Fuck the clean it up. You got priorities, dude. It's, fucking... it's my fucking computer desk. It's my life. I'm cleaning oh, okay. up. Okay, all right. So here's the here's the next one. I guess Jason's gonna take this. <laughs> I got it, buddy. I was I, born. I'm it's all good. First of all, it says I was born in 1993, Braxton. I'm sure he was not born in 1993, Ooh. but so they're a millennial. I was born in 1893 in Randolph County, Missouri. I worked as a boilermaker before entering West Point, where I graduated in 1915 as part of the class that stars fell on. In quotes. During World War One, I, I guarded copper mines in Montana. Ooh, boy, that was <laughs> that was tough. There was trench warfare in Montana was brutal. After the war, I taught at West Point before taking a position at the War Department under General George Marshall. After the U.S. entered World War II, I oversaw the transformation of the 82nd Infantry Division in the, into the First American Airborne Division. Who am I? 
This is tricky because it doesn't really, <sighs> it doesn't talk about some of his major achievements. What was the year he, they graduated? He graduated uh, in 1915. Meanwhile, Gersh has just already ripped off half a roll of paper towels and is just trying to fucking mop everything up. Well, unfortunately, I don't have a roll of paper towels. I just have some some few paper towels, but uh, it, it hasn't been that bad. So. Toilet paper? There's toilet paper. So there that, is toilet paper. You are correct. Now that we have Gersh back, will you read it again? I was born in 1893 in Randolph County, Missouri. I worked as a boiler maker before entering. Are you just fucking? Are you fucking with me, making me read this whole thing again? No, because you don't have to read it. <laughs> I worked. I, as a, I would love to know what you said, and, and he, if you could do more of the the shorty balls voice, I'd really appreciate. <laughs> really get in there. He worked as a boiler maker. <laughs> Your balls um, are much bigger than I expected. Where I granted nineteen, where I graduated. Okay, I'll, I'll sweaty balls it. Here we go. I was born in eighteen ninety three in Randolph County, Missouri. I worked as a boilermaker before entering West Point, where I graduated in nineteen fifteen as part of the quote class that stars fell on unquote. During World War II, I guarded copper mines in Montana. After the war, I taught at West Point before taking a position at the War Department under General George Marshall. After the U.S. entered World War II, comma, I oversaw the transformation of the 82nd Infantry Division in, into the 1st American Airborne Division. Gersh, who am I? Isn't that Bradley? You can't Ralph the question to answer the <laughs> yes, question. Brad, Brad, Bradley, Bradley. It is Omar Bradley. Nice. All I could think, uh, the only reason I know the class of stars fell on is Eisenhower. So I would have said Eisenhower. Thank you for not leaning on me. So I'm looking at two yeah, I, numbers. I definitely need to lean on someone right now. <laughs> three, four. Right, well, now Gersh has five right, which actually is not that bad. And now it's bonus. That's really good. It's bonus. Oh, time. bonus time! Dang. What the fuck is a bonus question? I'm kind of confused because Braxton says it's bonus time, and it's the most valuable question of all podcast quizzes. But it doesn't seem like it is. So, Jason, want to quickly explain bonus while I go get a uh, rye whiskey for myself? Dave, go get that rye. Don't fucking let me down, Jason. I, I picked you for this this moment. Gersh. Welcome to the bonus. So in the bonus, you. you're doing really well on this quiz. But we're going to give you a chance to do even better. We're also going to give you a chance to do even worse. The bonus questions are more questions that are equal in questionhood to all of the previous questions. While also being bonus. They're like uh, quantum questions where they're both bonus and equal to other questions. Um, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to support you. We're going to do this together. We're going to do these bonus questions together. Um, and everything we get right counts more toward your goal, and everything we get wrong is also counting toward your goal. So in essence, there, there, there are more questions, but these questions are bonus questions. That is so fucking meta. Yeah. We, 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 we do it right on this podcast. It's the best podcast quiz of all, which in itself is a bonus. 
It is, and I believe you're the originator of the quiz. I think so. It's a good thing no one else actually does quizzes on their podcasts <laughs> and you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. anything along those Okay, yeah. so I'll straighten out about the bonus. We I think so. In our, in our propriety of said quizzes of podcasts. <laughs> Jason, you're going to get this thing. <laughs> no, no, no. I brought it up. I I'm, brought it up. I'm a little, I, I, I'm a little tipsy. I would say I don't think we control the aspect of having a quiz. But, but we were the we first. Did have, we did have an ASL minute. Third recently, currently recording podcast. I was going to say that ASL minute has not existed for months at this point. We, we stopped doing it once other people started mm-hmm, doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize other people started doing it because there are no other war game podcasts that I listen to. Let's see, that's what we like. You have you have you've sworn fealty to the AAC podcast. You bend the knee. I do bend the knee. And and same with RPG podcasts. I know there's a lot of talk about some kind of millennial podcast out there, but I have <laughs> not tried it yet. You're you're probably better off. AAC is where it's at across the board. So um, there's this bonus thing, and you may or may not have heard about the bonus, but I'll, ju- I'll just get on with the questions. Um, the bonus question is, which motherfucking war is it? Name the war conflict, war slash conflict each listed battle is associated with. Uh, first is, Battle of the Great Plains. What war or conflict is that battle associated with? The Indian War. Wrong. Next battle. <laughs> what fucking war was the second Punic War? That, I, I, dude, I would have guessed bullshit. Wars. Yeah, that's <laughs> Indian Wars. <laughs> I'm sure. Ah, oh, like, the Great Plains. I'm giving that to us. Of the Greek. Yeah, states. You're, yeah, you're like. I'm sure somebody fucking called one of those Indian battles the Battle of the Great Plains. Exactly. <laughs> so the next is. I'm guessing on the pronunciation, but it's the Battle of Lens or Len, L-E-N-S. Well, that sounds fucking French. And, and the, the, op- these are, the optic these are bonus. These are bonuses. They are, which means that they're that much more important. Yeah, it's the War of Vision Center. <laughs> Vision Center? Do you have an answer, Gersh? Because remember... There's people uh, in their cars right now waiting. Yeah, yeah. I, I would they're, say say a number and then put war and, and years and war after that. Say say a number and then, then put war. Um, what the was war, the year? Does, the it, war, does it list the, the year? The war of linebacker. No, we don't. <laughs> give you the, we don't give you the year. <laughs> does it list? Does it, it doesn't list the year? All right, no, I got no fuck. I, um, uh, it's lens. L e n s. Battle of lens. Uh, uh, okay, so something from long ago. Uh, Austrian secession. I don't know. Well, that's a good guess. Uh, the Thirty Years' War. So it's wrong. I see. I told no, you. No. I was going to say Thirty Years' War. Oh, did you say that? I said. He, I said. Oh, say no. a number the, and put Years' the, War after it. That's oh, true. You did say oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Misinterpreted your advice. <laughs> my, my, my obtuse of advice. There's you have three choices there. <laughs> you can do what <laughs> seven, one hundred, or thirty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said thirty. Cut in yeah. the middle. Yep. The, the next same. battle is the Battle of Jumonville Glen. Jumonville Glen. J U M O N Ville Glen. What war? 
Does that sound like anywhere in <laughs> Vietnam, James? I, you, no. would, you would have to have just read a book about it. There's no the fucking way you would ever know this fucking battle. I would say, I, just based on Glenn, let's, I, I would say ACW. At American Civil War? Uh, can you guys at least agree whether... It, so you're, is that your guess, American Civil War? That's what I would say. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure not even sure. Wrong, but I'm it, not even it, sure if you guys are committed to the fact that ACW is the appropriate acronym for the American Civil War. Because you said ACW, and then Gersh goes American Civil War. <laughs> no, we're like, we're in line. Here. You guys get on the same page. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in line. We're, we're no, we're on the same page. I'm just, I'm just, you know, they, see, it could have been the, the host, Armenian you, Civil War. When you when you have me as your lifeline, we don't have this kind of confusion. So I'm just oh, putting oh, that out really? There. So you would have known this one. <laughs> I would not have known this one at all. <laughs> Then. Where the fuck is this? French and Indian War. I know yeah. nothing about the French and Indian it's, War. It's in America. I was right. There, there's war games about it. <laughs> there, there are, but not... Was it King Philip's but War? I guarantee at some point, Gersh, you have owned a war game about this period. <laughs> You'd be surprised, but I, I do not, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. King's Philip, King Philip's War is good, though. Oh, is that a good one? It's good, yeah. Uh, the oh god, he fucking dude, he came deep on the, the bonus. I'm sorry, it's like really hard bonus. I have more than zero. That's all I care about. Yeah, we're good. You're fine, but uh, yeah, these count just like the rest, unfortunately. <laughs> As I'm sure Jason's explained to you. I, di- I didn't get that from Jason's explanation. Are you fucking oh my kidding god. me? Really? Oh shit. I'm well, let's sorry. Not, let's not go over that again. <laughs> <laughs> the next battle is the Battle of Olusty. O L U S T E E. Like Olu Sti. Olu Sti. Oh, Lusty. That sounds kinky a little bit. I'm going to go American Civil War because there's more American Civil War than anything else. I approve. Fucking wild ass guesses. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, so, where the fuck is, is this exotic uh, Oh, Lusty? Hey, we're not here to fucking educate you about it. That's what Google's for, dude. It sounds like we're Florida. Oh, lusty. Like the... That's like a Cherokee name or like yeah, Creek, yeah. Creek Indians. That is oh, lusty. All right. Like something be out in a swamp in Florida. I was right. It's in Baker County, Florida. Wow. Uh, you're fucking awesome, Jason. I think Rex Gator's great-grandfather led <laughs> the Confederates in that fight. Mm-hmm. But did they have security cameras, and did they put their stuff in trash cans inside the garage? <laughs> that's right. that's other that's level. That's right. Okay, so here we go. Final bonus question. Battle of... <laughs> God, it's so bad. The Battle of Mang Yang Pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's M-A-N-G Y-A-N-G pass like it could be Mong Yang pass probably Mong Yang alright alright Jason this is why I chose you please uh, Jason's drilling in here so you would assume it's the Vietnam War but it's actually what are we calling the French portion of that? The the Indo the French Indochina. The, the Indochina. War. I'm going to need a yeah. number. There's going to be a number associated with this uh, cool answer. The, the the number one Indochina. 
So, so is that your guess? The number one index anywhere? Well, whatever. Yes, that's my fucking guess. So, if there was a a dispute between it being the first Indochina War or the second Indochina War, which one would you choose? Oh, Gersh? well, last, last and let's time... you might want to refer to Jason. Oh, I'm are you sorry, serious? If there was some dispute between that, is there a second Indochina War? <clears throat> well, if if there's a first, there's probably a second. But and I don't think we we will not. They were fighting. Viet- they were fighting we're for not, a long we're time. We're not going to consider Vietnam the second China War, Indochina War. No. But is there more than one Indochina War that was fought prior to Vietnam? I mean, there were a lot. Well, when did of... they first start calling that area the Indochina? Uh, in like colonial days, like way back when. I think the French. Kind of called it that, <laughs> since it was neither neither India or China. Sounds like something the French do. Yeah. Well, the French are fucked, so we're like, we're just going to go with the French with, are like well, number, you guys are between let's say, these countries. Let's say, let's say number one. Number one. That's what we went with. Number one. So I guess that would be translated to first. So you guys are saying Indochina War number one. Number one. <laughs> you number, number one. one. Uh, you're correct. It's the first oh, Indochina War. That is. Is there a second Indochina War? I don't know, but based on my experience, if the Korean people told you it was the number 10 Indochina War, that was the worst one. Because you either <laughs> number one the best, number 10 the worst. Yeah, I guess if there was a number 10, there'd have to at least be a number one through nine. Yeah, they'd be like, you number 10, you worst GI. You number 10, $10. You number 10 GI. Okay, the second so... Indochina War is the American War in Vietnam. Okay, there we go. So... Oh, really? So, so the Vietnam War is actually we, we called the Second Indochina the, War. We could have yeah. accepted the, the French Indochina that's, War. And that's that? what we said. That's what we said. Yeah. Right, so. so the numbers correct are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. seven. Nice. That's what I'm getting. Apparently I have eight. Is, do you have we eight? got the Which last one? question right, too, right? It would, that's awesome. I got an F or an F. That is fucking fantastic. Because <laughs> the last, it was it was five, and then he got three right in this. Yeah, because whatever no, the first one yeah, was. Okay, okay, but okay. Oh, on. no, so oh, you're first, right. No, you're right. You're right. Seventh, right? Eight, yeah, eight, you're right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I got American Civil War yeah. on a yeah. lucky guess, and, and you got the, uh, the Indochina something. Don't whatever. worry, kids. I, uh, Jason's I, not grading your Iowa test scores. <laughs> your SATs are not being no, graded by Jason. I figured out what happened. I said I was going to count that first one, and then I counted it. Whatever that first, what what the fuck war is it? Yeah, the I do, planes, I, the planes one. Oh, the great, yeah, yes. yeah, the Great Plains. I'm pretty sure there was probably some battle called the Great Plain Wars and the Indian Wars. I'm going to be having a lot of fun tomorrow because I have a soccer tournament tomorrow. Ooh, so good luck. We'll be rolling out at about 8 in the morning. Mm. We'll call and it I 7 and a half. I don't think I have to ref, uh, but I was told to bring my gear because I have to ref. Just in case. So That means you're going to have to ref. You, you realize that, don't you? Dude, it's All-Stars, so we have to go. It's the All-Stars. Yeah, so, and, and for the listeners, we're, we're running probably later than Dave and Jason are used to. For you, Gersh, <laughs> Meanwhile, for you, it's midnight. No, but, no, but, it's, but yeah, Gersh, it's 12, it's 12.30. But, yeah. but, but this Gersh is prime time for me, man. Yeah, you it's, asked for this time, right? So Yeah. You know, the funny fucking thing is <laughs> I realized this morning, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the end of the year. I have all sorts of shit 
that I need to actually work on um, for my job because it's, you know, end of quarter, but end of year is even more important than end of quarter because I do financial shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I would normally be working uh, super late anyways, and now I'm just going to be working that much later. Nice. But the, the funny thing is, something actually broke, so I don't even have to do any work. So oh, you can't get it. Well done. Yeah. yeah. So nice I'm going to have to like, drag the kids into the fucking office tomorrow morning. It's going to be fantastic. That sounds so, awful. So, uh, yeah, J- Jason, you got uh, games you've been playing, or what are you doing? I have been playing games. This hasn't happened in a while, but uh, Mitch came through after the last podcast and hooked me up with the tri-pack, the, the American Revolution tri-pack, so I've been playing some Saratoga from that. Um, the system is very easy to play, um, and it kind of doesn't really script you, which which I've been having fun with. Um, and playing Liberty or Death uh, on Vassal with... Um, and Saratoga is kind of a cool battle. It's, like, it's cool. You get two legit armies kind of fighting each other, two decent armies. Yeah, it's and and, and the system is very easy. Um, so you can kind of just... Is it like I go, you, I go, you go? Yeah, it's pretty it traditional. Like sequence or? Yeah, yeah, traditional hex encounter. Um, just straight up move everybody, um, attack, and then the other guy moves and attacks. It's 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 pretty straightforward. Um, now, are there a lot more U.S. troops or American troops than there are British troops? Um. I don't think so. No, I think there are actually more British. Um, the British the Brits have like grenadiers. Reinforced grenadiers. The Brits right. have grenadiers and shit and fucking light, light infantry and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. They they're just kind of trickling in. And you have gentleman Johnny Burgoyne, who's exactly. always a podcast favorite. <laughs> and uh, you know the the bigger guy on the on the Patriot side. I'm blanking. Uh, is it? Gates? Yes, Gates. Gates. And Benedict Arnold, right? Yeah. Isn't Be- Benedict Arnold up there, isn't he? Yeah, he I don't is. think he's a leader in the game, but even like um, Monroe was there. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then playing Liberty of Liberty or Death on Vassal, um, which I'm... Coin games, I always have, a trouble, have trouble tracking because they just take a little because there's four people instead of two. Um, but it, but it's been fun. Are you doing like play by email or like yeah like yeah. live? Okay. Who are you in that one? I am the Patriots. Um, Leroy is the French. Braxton is the British, and um, Jack Kinney is the uh, the Indians. So I'm curious what you think of that one because I've I've played that one once and never to completion, and I was the French, so it fucking sucked. Yeah, I think the French. Well, especially if it doesn't finish if you if it doesn't finish and you're the French, that's going to yeah, be a bad game. Yeah, because you you're slow getting in, right? Yeah, I was I wasn't even in. Yeah, and and Leroy um, volunteered to be the French and pulled me in as as the Patriots, and I'm having fun just kind of fucking around. Um, and he and I are doing a decent job of working together and talking about, hey, you know, what about this? What about this? Um, but yeah, I could see it being pretty dull for the French. I could see playing this two-player, um, you know, with one side being the Patriots and the French and the other side being the British and the Indians. 
Right, because as the Patriots, you actually have to watch out for the French. Right. The French can win if you help them too much by doing stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going well. We we just hit the second winner of quarters card. Um, so how do, how do you rate it amongst the other coin games that that you've played? Because because you know you and I have played uh, fiddle. Yeah, I I don't know that I'm there yet. Um, I don't see it overtaking Fire in the Lake as as my favorite. Um, I like the idea of the leaders. I haven't really used it yet. Um, I I set it up and kind of tinkered with it solo, but it's 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 not really what I was looking for at the time. So I, I don't know. I'm curious the the uh, Washington's War or Liberty or Death debate. I guess rages on because I really so like Washington's War. So it is similar to the Fire on the Lake, where it's kind of a two or two against two type game. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, so you're the Arvin. Well, maybe I'm the U.S. though, because the U.S. have a little bit more to do. Although the U.S. can pull out like the French. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm the Arvin. Yeah, I mean, so like, because I liked Falling Sky because Falling Sky felt like a game where there was no uh, hmm. each side was mm-hmm. very independent. I mean, they could cooperate or help each other at times, but they were definitely out for each other's interests. Fire in the Lake, I liked less because I felt like it was right. too easy for one ally to benefit from the successes of another ally and then just take over the game. Right, and which is kind of how Andy and Abyss was, where does everybody or Death, was on their own. Does Liberty or Death like, suffer from that? Or? I think a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little bit a, a two-player game shoved into a four-player game. It, it, yeah, I'd, I'd actually, I'd still rate uh, Fire in the Lake as my top one, and, and Falling Eye is my second one. But like for me, Fire in the Lake, it's like even though it's like you need the people to, you know, you need to benefit from the other people. Like there, there's this like crazy months thing because if the U.S. doesn't do enough, then Arvin has no chance of winning, and if the VC doesn't do enough, there's no chance for the NBA. Right. To, you know, so it's like you have to, you have to have an alliance. In Falling Sky, you could almost solo it like i don't fucking need any assistance from anybody uh unless you're the um what was it the uh the the viewy or whatever the the ones that get the, the monetary benefit from yeah, the, the trades the trading guys yeah yeah the, those are the only ones that really benefit from something but the the um the belgium guys the the belgi and the uh the other ones yeah Verne, really can, yeah they could do anything that they want without assistance from other allies and basically win on their own accord. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe the Fallen Sky games were easier for me because it's much easier to sit down like a traditional type war game and kind of look out after your own interests. Sure. Or maybe yeah. Fire in the Lake has more complexity as far as the interactions and whether you don't want to do too much. Like I found as Arvin, it was very easy to sit back and kind of just... It, and I'm not saying that it was fun to play the Arvin, uh, because maybe I like more of a traditional like fighting combat type mm-hmm. side, but I found it relatively easy to get a lead or at least complete compete for the lead by just forcing your ally to to, to carry some of the heavy load. It, absolutely, and, and you know I think absolutely like you need 
you need the the benefit of your ally to kind of do it. And Ar- Arvin is a unique situation. I actually find Arvin actually one of the harder ones to win because you need to basically manipulate the U.S. to like do everything that you fucking need to do and just kind of sit there and be like, oh, everything's right, fucking I'm fine. So you know, so it really depends also on who you're playing with. Because if you got if you got a U.S. player that's that's in on the game, they're not going to fucking do that for you. But if you don't, then the Arvin can can probably get to victory fairly easily. But then it also feels like you can kind of have a situation where you're both calling chicken, right? Who's going to back off first? You're like, well, I guess we'll both lose. If you're not going to, you know, at some point they have to start funding uh, the other side. And yeah, absolutely. And I got that. I got that impression from. I, so I played only a couple games of. Um, uh, maybe Eastern I'm just Flame. a really. Maybe I'm just a really douchey fucking Arvin player, and I'm really annoying <laughs> to the U.S. guy. But it's absolutely possible. Like I was. I've been U.S. in distant planes, and it seems like just a. When do I fucking time my? Right. My when do I pull everything out? Yep. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you, and then I fucking pull everything out, and you and know, then you sh- and then you shit on the table. It, yeah, and then so it's like it seems, you know, like I I haven't enjoyed the distant planes, perhaps because I've only played Americans and I haven't tried the other ones. But it it just seems like just a timing thing. It's like, all right, do I time it right or do I time it wrong? Yeah, and that's not as fun to play, probably. Like where you fight and fight and then just decide to exit. No, and I haven't played Cuba Libre, um, and I haven't played Indian Abyss. Um, I know, you know, the interesting thing is actually um, just this today, uh, Paul um, actually wants to start a game of Falling Sky that I didn't, you know, I want to join. Because I, I do like Falling Sky is my second favorite one uh, behind Fire and the Lake. Like, I actually really enjoy Falling Sky. I, I, um, think that, I think the games that have the communication lines confuse me the most. Like, yeah. Like I don't get the yeah, I, yeah. I don't get it as much as you know I, something about it like puzzles me with the police and the communications. I don't I tend to have more trouble with those ones. Like the falling sky was like I get what the guys are all doing. Like it's provinces. I got that you could pit like basically whatever pillage or whatever you did uh, to to loot the provinces and that you had tribal cities or camps or villages or whatever. I understood all those concepts when you start. Like Indian Abyss and even Fire and Lake to an extent, I don't know that I got a lot of the nuance of how the education lines work. Yeah, absolutely. And also depends on how you play. Like, um, you know, it's like obviously, you know, I think in person or, or a vassal with Skype's like the best way to do it. Like, you know, these games are possible, like play by email, but I think you're missing a big part of communication because some of those, some of the ones that you're talking about, like you need to be able to talk to your partner. Yeah, you're like, don't you're like, fucking hey, do this that. Is what I'm gonna fucking do. Or, and... you're, or you're like, don't fucking do that. What you're about to do, don't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or you're even talk about the strategy of the next card. It's like, hey, don't pass on this fucking card because if you pass on this fucking card, then I could do this, and you miss a lot of that in play by email. All right, cool. Well, that's 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 nice. Anything else, Jason? That you join? That's it for me. And so, Gersh, you've got the pro- the solo games. Uh, you said you're into the coin game. What else you got going on? Anything else on Vassal? Uh, so, I've got a game of uh, Empire of the Sun going with Paul. Um, Another great game, but one that you really have to keep playing to remember how to fucking play it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because we actually, you know, we've only had one session on Vassal, and uh, we got through a couple of cards each. <laughs> he's the Japanese, I'm the American, and uh, he, or the Allies, 
And he uh, he went all out on the CBI in the first turn. And I fucking uh, defended myself like crazy well. So he back, and, and then I immediately took my next card action to uh, sort of finish it off. So he lost all, all his land forces in the CBI. Um, so he's fucked. Um, you know, as far as that area is concerned. You, you know, uh, the, the guild tradition is you can do battle reports like AARs in the guild, but they have to be in haiku format. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working no on that. I'm not, I'm not a poet or anything like that. Uh, uh, I said haiku. Don't worry about it. It's, well, it's, uh, well it's, haiku so... is a form of poetry, is not? Is it? <laughs> maybe, well, maybe I do it. So if I could do it, <laughs> you're a poet. Okay. Dave. It, yeah, it's a form of poetry, but I'm saying you don't have to be a poet <laughs> to do it. <laughs> it's really just math. <laughs> well, we'll that's get true. On that. Can you count? Can you count to seven and five and? Yeah, and that might not even math. It's just counting. <laughs> well, I, since math is a job as a profession, I should be able to handle that. But you, you it, might it, secretly be one of the best haiku poets that's ever been. And we're not even going to make you take a little straw and blow the ink all over the paper. It's just we just want the haiku. No, we'll work on it. Um, but we haven't actually had a chance to reconnect. Um, you know, over the holidays and stuff like that. You know, we've been like, well, I don't know if I have time this week, and he's been like, oh, I don't know if I have time this week, and I'll get back to you. So so we're uh, still trying to reconnect to kind of continue, but it actually, you know, it ended as um, I did this massive assault, uh, and, and then he did a, um, a reaction move, uh, and <laughs> we both <laughs> need to look at the rule book to actually figure out whether or not his reaction move is, is legal or not. Um, on how the way he's handling it, because uh, it's been a while since I've actually played that game. So, so, uh, but we haven't reconnected on that. So I'm doing that game. Um, I've been doing a lot of the RPGs. Um, I joined uh, Ty's World War Cthulhu, uh, which has been an absolute blast. Uh, I've been loving it. I'm this uh, sort of thief uh, uh, guy that uh, uh, decided to. Um, to join in, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, with uh, Jason, we've been doing this uh, sprawl game. I mean, that one. I mean, this uh, female Asian uh, sort of killer badass. Uh, yeah, she's she's absolutely a badass, and uh, I, I'd kind of flushed her out a lot more because I was I didn't know if I wanted to be a killer or if I wanted to be a uh, reporter because like a reporter can actually get a lot of information but um i'd flush the killer out a lot better and and uh, it worked out very well uh the the badassness is not yet released on the, the um alcoholics adventure cabal uh, cabal <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the podcast next session. yet the, yeah. the yeah, next episode so, uh, is going to be bloody but, but she is yeah she, she definitely has a gas and uh uh, I think Jason and I are going to be doing. It sounds like the uh, the one on one solo samurai RPG pretty soon because no one else is is chiming oh, in. Is that that one moment thing? Mm-hmm. Is that the one moment yep. thing? Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of RPGs that I actually want to run. Um, so, <laughs> so it's funny that uh, whoever the Krampus was for uh, for um, Campbell uh, is giving him a hard time about uh, the My Little Pony. Um, but it's funny because during the con, so a bunch of us went to, uh, was it Midnight Comics? I think it might've called. Madness. Uh, Midnight Madness. And, no, just uh, Madness. 
Oh, just madness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and, I know uh, we just hope that we still. It was probably. It was, I don't know if it was midnight, but midnight had nothing to do with the actual place. <laughs> it's funny. Well, I'm thinking back to the times when I used to live in Hist- uh, Houston, and there was a place called Midnight Comics in Houston. Um, but so, so this store called Madness, and I picked up um, a couple of RPGs. I picked up. Uh, um, some underwater one, I forget what the fuck it was called. Um, but then I also picked up uh, Tales of Equestria, which is the My Little Pony <laughs> uh, RPG, and I'm going to be running that. Um, and I have everything that has been released for that so far. So I got like a box set, and I got the the main core b- rule book, and I got like another adventure and the uh, now, the uh, bestiary what, and all that what, stuff. What would an adventure in the My Little Pony universe be like? Like, what would their goal be? So it's so you know the big question is like, is there actually like fighting and other stuff like that? And there actually is. Um, so like the main thing with the uh, the Tales of Equestria RPG is you know you got you got three character classes. You got um, sort of the Earth ponies, which are like Applejack. Um, well, okay, I'm going to talk like you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, we we don't we don't need to do a deep dive into the whole system. I'm just like, <laughs> oh no, no, we're, we're going we're going balls deep on this one. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to talk like you know what the fuck's going on. So. Uh, so you could be Earth Pony like Applejack. You could be a, uh, a, a unicorn like, um, uh, like, oh, what the fuck is her name? Um, like Twilight Sparkle, uh, or you could be like a uh, Pegasus like Rainbow Dash. And uh, those are the three classes. And so there's still adventures, there's still attacks and things like that. So, um, so there's actually with the two adventures that they've released so far, they're actually pretty cool. Uh, um, so I, <laughs> I am going to do that. No spoilers. Actually... No spoilers because people listening to going to join Oh no, this is definitely going to be an AAC. Hell yeah! When I say AAC, I mean Alcoholics Adventure uh, Cabal uh, Podcast Adventure. Um, this is so I've already got uh, uh, Matt um, in on it. I got Jason in on it. I got Duck in on it, and I got Samer in on it. Um, and I'm thinking I might want to go one more person. So um, I, I think might, we can I reserve might... that for Campbell, right? Well, see whether he's interested or not. Um, I think he seemed a little pissed <laughs> that someone was, uh, you know, and the reason that he got like attached to all that because is he went to that lunch with us, right? He he was one of the people that went to the store with us. So you thought he didn't like it? Yeah, I think he was fine with it. He took a picture of himself with it. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, if he's cool with it, then absolutely. Um, so, so I'm hoping to do an adventure with five guys, uh, um, and uh, we'll get going with that. And, and are you going to make them do voices? Do they have to do the voices of the ponies? <laughs> no, I'm not going to make them do voices. Why do oh, no, I think I think I'm really bad at voices. Oh come on! Yeah. Have you never watched? You think the people who do the My Little Pony cartoon are good at voices? <laughs> Have you ever seen the people that did? There's actually documentaries out there that actually show the people that do the voices. There's a couple hot chicks that actually do those voices. Like I, yeah, I would, that tracks. I'm definitely. That tracks. It seems, Gersh has done his research, so this is either something new or something he's always been into. I don't know which one is more worrying. I think it's always. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely a brony. So, so the uh, you know my kids watched My Little Pony. Um, friendship is you know friendship is magic. Oh no, my my dogs watch it. Yeah, they uh, they have the little pony dolls and stuff. Yeah, and it's it actually if you watch the cartoon, like the cartoon is actually 
really fucking funny, and there's actually a lot of stuff in there that is not, you know, towards the kids. You know, there's a lot of sarcasm, and there's a lot of, you know, different things that, that you know, adults can enjoy. So I definitely, you know, as a cartoon of my kids, that is one of the ones that I actually enjoy. So I've definitely... Now, are you, are you going to let your kids play it? Uh, you know, what's interesting is my daughter's actually been reading the books. So if she's interested, I definitely will. Um, it, it's kind of tricky. My daughter's on the stream. Um, so she's, you know, it's difficult to, to try to get her into some of these things. Um, mm-hmm. but if she's reading the books, it might be, it might be able to, to get something going with her, but it's difficult to, to get a lot of games with her. And, you know, my middle son is actually, you know, the biggest sore loser I think I've ever Oh, met. brother, I feel your pain. I yeah, feel your pain. solidarity. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is, is his deal, but like... More, if more he, games have been destroyed and sent to people sent to beds. For... It, yeah, it's, it's frustrating as hell. I'm like, what the, you know, it's just a oh, game. You, you, you know, the game we got for Christmas that was really good is Rhino Hero Super Battle. So it, it's basically, I don't know, have you seen that game? I, I've seen the original uh, Rhino Hero. That's the one where you stack up the guy on top of buildings and you try to go as high as you can. Right, I guess in Rhino Hero Super Battle, the heroes can actually fight each other and knock each other down. If they end up on the same level, they have to fight, and then the loser gets sent down. Uh, dude, I mean, my kids are pretty sore losers, um, but it was actually good. I mean, they actually seemed to really enjoy the game. But my wife would played it. We played it Christmas Eve. You see, that's pretty good because my son, like, he cannot handle like, like one fucking turn. Like, we, I got um, Crossmaster Arena Junior, um, and so we we're playing that. I was playing that with all three of the kids, and uh, you know, the five year olds loving it, the the my daughter's loving it, and my like son, like, he just would just flip out because like my daughter's about to attack like attack him i'm like well that's part of the fucking game like you attack another oh, fucking person oh dude even in co-op with my kids like if we're playing D, my daughter could have like my youngest could have like 24 hit points she takes one hit for like two hit points and fucking loses her shit i was just like okay we're done like you have so many hit points that like <laughs> like some bad stuff has to happen. It can't all be good for you. And it's crazy. So, you know, it's funny. Is my middle son, you know, the one that gets so pissed off. He's the only one that's like the sports guy. Like he plays football. He plays hockey. Like he does all the sports. And you think if anyone would fucking know about like losing and winning and like being able to handle their shit, like you think it would be him, but he just cannot fucking handle it. And it's just insane. He starts crying. It's just like, Oh Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. Now, now we would read up meltdowns. So, and, and now it's to the point where I, I kind of like, uh, they're, they're into their PlayStation right now cause they got games for Christmas. So, um, they're just doing that. I'm actually, it used to be, I could get them to play games, but, uh, now I like, I can get them to play marrying Mr. Darcy. <laughs> and when like dude when i was um, and this is some deep marrying mr darcy diving for for war gamers you can pause and go grab a drink now but basically it's this part where um, my daughter really wanted my youngest really wanted to marry this one suitor guy that she was shooting for and he was like sent to london so uh i was his sister 
and I had a chance, I had a party, and if you had a party, you could invite him back from London. And she's like, looking at me, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not inviting him back. Like, that's the guy you want to marry? Like, why the fuck would I invite him back? Like, I w- she got so mad at me that I wouldn't invite my own brother back. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't, Dude, it's, like... A good, it's actually a really good game. And since my wife likes the Jane Austen, uh, all the Jane Austen stuff, it's very easy to get my wife in, uh, play the game. So it's been a big hit with my two girls. It, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's all these fucking games. Like, I know you guys, you like, Raz, um, was it, uh, we, in the end, we hold hands or whatever, but supposedly that's supposed to be really It looks game. actually like, yeah, decent game. Well, Betrayal at House on the Hill is another one that my girls love and always want to play. That's the one that they always request. And I'm always like, oh, fuck, you gotta fucking set it. I mean, it's a, it's a pain in the ass to play, uh, but they love Betrayal at House on the Hill. They like exploring the house and then having it suddenly go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised because it's like sometimes it could just fucking go like absolutely against you, and I'm like, I'm well, surprised the only they don't get pissed. They don't like being the traitor, so sometimes I have to become the traitor. Like I have to take over, and they want to switch characters. They don't like being the bad guy, but we'll see. Maybe as he get older. Yeah. So, so there was like a a thread in the uh, the guild right about 2017 or end of year purchases or whatever, something like that. And uh, I, one of the games I mentioned I actually got was like Fog of Love, uh, which is this Kickstarter game that's about like, like dating. And, so, uh, so as as usual, you did your careful research before immediately running off and purchasing <laughs> this game. Yes, absolutely. But you know, the funny thing is, it's actually supposed to be really, really good. Uh, you know, and I got it because I'm like, oh, it'll be fun to play with. Uh, you know, Lord, of, you know, the Supreme Commander Snoke, and <laughs> it would be entertaining to play that now. Like, uh, you know, like if I could convince her to, uh, to <laughs> no, play no. that, your lawyer would tell you not to do That's that. That's not a great idea. But your lawyer would advise against that. Though I did get Love Letter, and I played Letter with my wife, and she liked Love Letter. We played it on a cruise. Played it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, love letter is actually pretty good, and there's all sorts of different versions. Of, you know, if you don't want the whole love letter, you know, princess, whatever. There's there's like many different versions of it, but like for a, you know, quick five minute game, it's actually pretty good. And I think the legendary series is also a good kids game. Like yeah. I've done, we've done legendary Marvel. The kids like that. Yeah, but right now, uh, Mary, Mister Darcy, and uh, superhero Rhino battles or whatever it is. is uh, and the little monkeys, dude, we were fucking running around the house watching these little monkeys spinning, almost destroying the buildings. But the problem is my wife wants to build like a strong structural building. It's like she's like a fucking like a building inspector or something or like a like a like, like an engineer, a civil engineer. But the secret of the game is actually fucking up the building. So it's going to collapse at any moment when someone tries to put something in, you know. Yeah. She made such a sturdy building that it'd be basically built the entire building. <laughs> but really you shouldn't do that. You should you can put floors that you trap the other guy's hero and where it's almost impossible for them to reach and grab their guy. Yeah. So um the other shit uh, the other RPG shit. So I wanna do uh My Little Pony, right? Tales of Equestria. So that's that's kind of already going. Um the other big one that I've, I used to play and I used to run, and I'm sorry, Dave, uh, but it's Deadlands, um, mm. and I would love to get a it's game. It's what? Back it's, it's what one? Deadlands. 
Oh, Deadlands. All right. Yeah, so I know you want to do your GURPS Western. Um, oh, my, not my want to. We're, not we're a, going to. My game's not a Deadlands game. Yeah, so so the Deadlands that I like. So so there's been this whole conversation of like, oh, Savage World. You know, Savage World, that could be a cool system, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Deadlands got sold, you know, the Savage World people picked up Deadlands, right? It used to be actually run by a company called Pinnacle. That's um, right. And, That's right. Yeah, and all the shit that I have is all the Pinnacle stuff. Like, I have... You I, know, just, funny. I, just, I thought the game got kind of stupid under them. Uh, it got too weird. It got, like, fucking guys with, like, Gatling gun revolvers and, like, whatever. Like, and the weird... They, they, I just thought it got... I thought it went too far off the rails. Like I, I had Rail Wars. I bought Rail Wars when it came out, the miniatures game, where you could actually fight the miniature battles with the period. Um, yeah, they just went too far with it. And, yeah, and I wouldn't doesn't. Uh, it got to where it was just disagree weird. With that, with, but with horror, it, when horror gets too horror-y, it starts to get silly. It, it does, but you know what? It's up to the GM to to create the world around it, right? Um, but the problem is Deadlands has already fucking jumped the shark as far as horror. It, it has, but it depends on sort of what the, the GM's going to do. So, like, the pinnacle, like, the, the thing that I love about the spoiler, pinnacle thing spoiler is... Spoiler Wild Bill is not good. He's <laughs> a zombie. He's actually harrowed. Yeah, but but the cool thing with, pin, with the pinnacle level is the, the fact that you're using a poker deck for the character creation, for the combat. Like, there's just something so cool about that that I just absolutely love. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm stealing the poker deck for the Huckster. That's all, oh, yeah. that's all I'm taking. I'm taking the Huckster and not much else from Deadlands, to be honest. There's going to be a little bit of, maybe some of the uh, Indian uh, spirituality, or, you know, some of that stuff, the spirit stuff. Uh, otherwise, yeah. no. Yeah, and you know, I've been meaning to like write into the RPG thread of like, you know, everyone's like, oh, what did you start with RPGs and blah 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 blah. Um, you know, I've been meaning to get into that. Um, you know, because the other the other big one I do is Dark Sun, right? Um, and I know. Uh, oh, that's Mr. that's Mike, a cool. That's a cool. Mm -hmm. deal. That's oh, it absolutely. Cool. So Mister One Thousand kind of mentions like, oh, I had all the Dark Sun stuff. Like I had. In that degree, like I had all the Dark Sun stuff, like the original, you know, Dark Sun stuff plus the revised Dark Sun stuff when they switched over to the spells and powers. Um, you know, I love Dark Sun. There's not that that world. No, is is this something? Love. Is this something that you played or read? Um, it's something that I've read and I've run. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, for me, a lot of the RPG products prior to the guild are stuff that I read, unless we're talking about was like. 14 years old or something you know a lot of the stuff i bought like when i was in korea or stationed overseas or whatever and uh you could read it and it was cool but it wasn't stuff where you could actually get a group together and play it, yeah so the deadlands i've played and i've run uh dark sun i have run um but you know this is this is back to the second edition D D. um i know they had uh fourth edition D D actually called the dark sun world so i'd be curious to see kind of what the fourth edition kind of brought out but um you know when they switched over to dark sun they actually um had two different versions right they had the the original version and then they had this sort of revised version with his powers and skills um where they add something called m thaco because the big thing 
um, with Dark Sun was psionics. Um, you know, people had everyone had a latent ability for uh, psionics, and there was actually like the psionic class. Um, and they added the sort of M Thaco ability, which actually I think made it a lot better because um, the original version of psionics you couldn't really improve how well you were at it. So you kind of, if you sucked at it, and you always sucked at it, but they added sort of an M Thacko, um, which is kind of like the, the, you know, the Thacko. Mental, also, you know, is that mental Thacko, basically? It, basically, so that as you advanced, you would get better at it, um, which made more sense, right? So as, as your character advanced through levels, you would get better at And wasn't this the game building. where everyone started at like fourth level? Everyone started fourth letter because it's such a it, shitty world. Yeah, basically everyone else died. Everyone third and lower. <laughs> if you could survive, you made it to fourth level. It, basically. And it, and I love the different classes, right? Yeah, half giants. You had the Thrykreen. Uh, you had the mules, which were like uh, a dwarf human hybrids. Um, you know, I, I absolutely love Dark Sun. Um, I used to play the old D&D computer games. So we're like Dark Sun and, you know... Uh, um, uh, in the Dark World, like I just loved it. everything Dark Zone. Now, uh, now, now, Gersh, you did all this while you were playing for high school football team. <laughs> he's <laughs> no, he's a I, he's a multi-level human being. Yeah, I'm just curious because I, I have similar experiences to this. So I'm curious because I played high school football, so I'm just curious how this work out. Like, <laughs> did you get to the team <laughs> to play in your Dark Sun adventures? Well, in high school, it was BattleTech. Um, so. So, so I didn't get into Dark Sun until I was into my uh, early twenties. Um, okay. So, but 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 anyways, um, so Dark Sun, I would love to to run something. Um, I might pick up all the fourth edition stuff, um, but I'd actually really enjoy don't. running fourth edition. Second... Sucks. Don't, don't. Oh, it does. No. Okay. Is is fourth edition when it was all like cards and it's all playing cards and. and... And like, but Dumb you had shit. like abilities that could move you at two squares and then do this. And yeah. Is that the fourth one? Yeah, supposedly Dark Sun's coming out for five E pretty soon. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, because I wouldn't mind running second edition. Like I love Thacko. You know, I'm a master. There you go. Just right? run a... second edition. Don't 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 upgrade. Yeah, because I'm an actuary uh, <laughs> for a career, and if people don't know what an actuary is, it's basically someone that does math to to figure out. Uh, you know, risks for, for various different things. So it's like, right. all you, I do yeah, is you, math. You, you tell my county how to manipulate their county pension system to make sure they pay the least amount possible. It, it pretty much, yeah. That, that, they try to estimate when I'll die. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much, you know, how much do we charge for insurance uh, premiums and things like that. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't, so basically you want to run a game for a bunch of actuaries. What? Well, second, so second I mean, a lot of people hated second edition because he had Thacko, right? It was a lot of math. Second edition is not just regular AD&D, isn't that the the books, the monster manual, all that stuff? Uh, most of it, but it's it's a lot of math, right? Because it, it's not as intuitive. Like it's not as it's like okay, two hit AC zero is what Thacko stands for. Oh. Right. <laughs> um, so it's like you have to like. Oh, go... that was that came out after AD&D then. AD&D yeah. was probably yeah. before that. It, it was, and then once they went to third edition, that was the D twenty system, um, which is and then they super did three, easy. Then they did three point five, yeah, trying to get old school. And, four and, and five. then four was war games. Then five is 
where we're at now, which mm-hmm. is sweet, the sweet spot, mm-hmm. where it's basically just advantage, disadvantage, and just fucking roll the dice. Uh, just yeah. fucking roll the dice, exactly. And I mean, like, Jason, have you played? Do you have the starter set, Jason, for 5e? I have the starter set and uh, the DMG, and that's what yeah. I'm running with my son. Yeah, that fucking starter set is the best. It's so good. I'm sorry, I'm eating a cookie. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> well, why aren't you fucking sharing with the class? What the fuck? Is going on? <laughs> come on over. Yeah, so Gersh, you should wait for Five E to come up because I think you'll find mm-hmm. it. But you mm-hmm. like the crunchiness, right? So I'm not as into the math. To be, but... No, I'm, I'm I'm fully into the math, like the Thacko but, concept but and the for M- Guildies, Thacko concept. For Guildies, you got to look at your who your target right. audience is going right. to be. Uh, alcohol. There's mm-hmm. an actuarial it's, calculation it's in the word. Number of drinks versus age and math <laughs> but, but, but 5e allows the gm to be crunchy and lets the players be dumbasses which which is probably the best of both worlds you see i'm gonna have to look into 5e because the last system that i looked into was 3 and 3e let the players really game the system mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like i used to be able to you know i'm gonna make a halfling rogue that does you know has this weapon so well, they had all never the, fucking and, hit me and they had all like the kit books right they kept coming out with all the splat books the different guides for isn't that the one where they they came out with all those guides for different classes where you'd have all these specializations right. and then guys classes just became super powerful you know you could, they did i mean they had they had guides for second edition as well but it was far more difficult to game the system like you know it's like it seemed like in second edition you could game the system like i'm going to take this feat and you know i'm going to have this uh, attribute you know because because the way they actually created the character you know with attributes and so forth was was way more gamey so you could like you could make itself impossible to hit unless well, like rolled a crit with five you basically get advantage so you can pick the higher of two dice or disadvantage you have to pick the lower and then when you do an attack roll, you add your bonus, and you're trying to beat the other guy's armor. Yeah, I'll have to see. I mean, cool if I do, do a Dark Sun thing on that, I'd, otherwise I'd do a second edition Dark Sun. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is I sold all my shit. Um, back. The also unfortunate thing is you're going to have to get guys who want to play it. it. Yeah, but I mean, I have a feeling I probably... <laughs> The RPG desire in this guild right now no, no, is I agree. so high. I, I, I agree. I'm just warning you. Um, beware of your audience. You, uh. do not wanna, <laughs> you do not want to roll. I'm just saying you will roll out Do you want to get into specifics you'll, here, you'll Dave? You'll roll out five characters, and they'll all look at you, and you'll be like, okay, so uh, you guys ready to use your special abilities or any of it? They're like, we have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Oh. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I would need people familiar with second edition, you know, like, I, I like, okay, it's so, right so funny, there, I like, listen to I, your I West Coast ba- travelers, I, like, I think you're basically a non-starter at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think I there's a get, couple guys, though. Yeah, I might get Kyle, Kyle will be the only one. I think um, Matt was he a has, second edition he guy. Stuff. Yeah, because all the stuff he has is second edition, uh, so, so I could probably get Kyle. But you're um, going to miss out on the wild boy factor, probably, if you get to a crunchy. <laughs> just, oh, just pro- I won't out. get, I won't get, <laughs> I won't get Brad. I think. <laughs> is it two D? Is it three D? I mean, I mean, I've been guilty of the same thing. I'm not going to judge anybody on any of that because I know I've recorded some episodes where I've been pretty fucked up. 
but yeah, it's it's uh, the nice thing about D and D is you can basically five E is you can basically run it pretty fucking wasted. Pretty so, wasted. Yep. Except yes, we all know that Dragon Breath has to be recharged. You have to roll for recharge. <laughs> we don't need to go over that again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Fuck definitely going to do the My Little Pony. I'm on oh, board. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to do the My Little Pony. I might do the uh, the Dark Sun. Um, we'll have to see. I would love to do uh, Deadlands um, Pinnacle. Uh, you know, not the not the Savage World. So I have the Savage World rulebook. I've read the Savage World rulebook, and and there's lots of possibilities there. But um, that's not what I've played. That's not what I've GM'd. Um, and there's just something cool about the poker deck. Like I don't know. There's just something really cool about that. And I, I get, I, I can already tell that Gersh is really into mechanics. He likes certain mechanics. And Roll20 has a card deck built into it. Roll20 does that. have a classic, because yep. it's called Classic Deadlands, mm-hmm. and Roll20 mm-hmm. does have a classic Deadlands uh, character sheet that you could create and shit like that. Um, so, so I'm definitely, so, I'm definitely so, probably going to do that shit. So you've definitely covered your RPG stuff. Uh, any other war games or no? Is that pretty much it? Uh, so, so I've actually kind of got my office going to where I could start Gersh, to... Gersh, I really feel like you're really getting a lot more war gaming time now that you've separated from Lord Commander Snoke. <laughs> it's funny the, that you mentioned there's, that. There's more gaming on the, on the light side. The dark side <laughs> is bad. The dark side is bad. Um, so, so I'm getting, going a little ray on this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Have you guys seen the new movie yet? I have. I have not. So don't know the spoilers. Okay. Um, real quick though, what are you, what are your what are your opinions? Real quick, Jason. I'll rank it number four. I'll just say that. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drink while you guys talk about this. Go ahead and spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do any spoilers, but no, definitely... no spoilers. I'm anti-spoiler. Yeah, absolutely anti-spoiler, but it definitely was not. Um, my top rated. So I actually went, I had the kids, uh, the night it came out, so I couldn't go out for the midnight showing. Otherwise, you know, like last year I actually did the whole, uh, where they did like the first six movies Mm -hmm. and then the seventh movie. So I was like watching movies since like three in the morning and that was fucking awesome. But, uh, this year I didn't, um, so I went, I took the day off from work. I went at like nine, 10 in the morning and I went and I saw, and I'm like, Oh, it's early enough where, um, I could see it again. Like, right, I'll just buy a ticket for the next one. So I liked it, but I didn't like it enough where I went and saw it again immediately. Um, I have seen it a second time. Um, and I probably enjoyed it more the second time than I did I, the yep, first time. I could see that. But definitely, you know, the big issue I have is like, I just have no emotional connection with the bad guys, right? Like, so, so Lord Commander Snow, like, I don't give a fuck about him. Like, so, honestly. And that, and that's fine. I, and I understand that critique, but also remember when we were young and saw the first movie and didn't give a fuck about that guy either. Like there was no backstory. Then there was no, like, this is just the bad guy. And you deal with that. And that's that's kind of how I take it, is I, I understand people's critique of, of that character and, well, we don't know anything about them, give us five minutes of backstory, but we didn't get that the first time either. It's just, 
here's the bad guy, fuck this guy. And and I think the new movie basically says, here's the bad guy, fuck this guy, and let's let's keep going. You know, when you put it that way, that's actually really accurate, right? Because, but the problem is, you know, we've lived in that world since 1980-whatever, you know, when the third movie came out and The Emperor came out. And, uh, you know, I used to read all the books, and, and, uh, you know, as far as RPGs are concerned, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, um, you know, the first RPG I ever really got into, or... Probably the second RPG I ever got into was the West End Games mm-hmm. Star Wars World. West End Games. So, so I definitely, you know, loved Star Wars. You know, I've read all the, you know, and I used to read all the novels that came out. You know, the Timothy mm-hmm. Zahn novels. Me too. Yep. And, and so forth. Love um, that I shit. Stopped, oh, absolutely. And I stopped when the they started getting to the Jedi Academy and all that crap. So when I they killed Chewie, as when anything when I checked years. out. Yeah, I have that book. I haven't. I've refused to read it. <laughs> um, but but it's yeah. I just get it. And, and same with um, you know Ben Solo, right? Like I get this like feeling like I just he's just an angsty teenager. <laughs> like I don't feel threatened from him like I did with Darth Vader. Sure. And so it's like, you know, I enjoy, I definitely enjoyed the movie the second time through because there are certain things I was looking for. I'm like, oh, I, you know, if that's what happened, did I miss it? And and so I enjoyed the second viewing of it but more I would than say, the first viewing. I would say where we are in the story, he's not Vader. He's Luke. Right? Like, they're both Luke. Like, he's, he's, he's Jedi Luke and she's New Hope. Yeah, where they're both kind of torn between. They're both, and they're they're not very good. And even Luke, he's not like we haven't seen him be a badass. We all read those books and saw him being a, a Jedi Academy badass, but that shit doesn't count anymore. And so we saw him in in Empire and Jedi, and then we saw him now. Like that's that's kind of the the continuity that exists now. So all that like comic and novel badass shit is gone. And so if you just bridge the gap between the movies of he tried this thing and it fucked up and he went and hid like the whiny bitch he was in new hope, then it tracks. So I, 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 I think the timeline still works with, with the current Canon. Hey, perhaps. Um, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Cause you know, one of the, one of the biggest gripes I had about the new movie was just the, the, you know the the grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. You know I I'm a quitter. I'm, I'm empathetic, empathic. I'm empathic with that Luke because I'm a grumpy old man who's like fuck it. I'm just gonna go die somewhere. And yeah, and I just get that from him. Um, you know, I just give that he'd be such a quitter. Well, I think you guys. Really, this is the uh, nerdiest guys, episode of Advanced Combat ever. You guys overestimate the you guys overestimate the amount of thought I think that's gone into these screenplays. No, I love, no. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not, because you know what? The reviews that are coming out from the actual professional reviewers are crazy positive. The I, reviews no, I, that are I coming out think, from the, I, I from the think, actual people I love are mediocre. How, I love how some hack screenwriter can just write some fucking shitty script for a movie, and then you guys can read so much into it to make it seem as if it's something more than what it is. 
It's fucking Star, Star Wars day. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I think it's so good. You guys, this guy's probably like, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. That's sure. stuff the other. Yeah, what, it's, what, it's like, Shakespeare. What are those, Shakespeare's he's like, what are those novels that they're talking about? Oh yeah, that shit's all. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Okay, so Star Wars to me, let me let me put it this way. So I actually created, <laughs> and you can laugh at me if you want. Um, I actually created a uh, eHarmony <laughs> account, right? And one of the things that I put on there as what is important to you, the first, like one of the first, you know, besides kids, the first thing I fucking put was Star Wars. Nice. Well, yeah. you're being honest, right? So it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for I the was, record, I I did eHarmony. It's a very very effective way to be loved. So it's nice. For <laughs> Just for the record, so Gersh, you'll you'll be excited to hear this. I was working with um, I can't remember the guy's name now. Two two or three years ago, I was working with the designer of Duel of Ages on a Star Wars expansion. I don't think it'll that, ever happen now, but we were working on balancing characters in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, if you have anything anything on that, send it to me. So, so you know, I, we're we're probably beyond the hey, what'd you think of the AAC Con uh, uh, convention? But no, not at uh, all. One of the okay, one of the games that I actually was Duel of Ages, um, and I have purchased Duel of Ages since then because I enjoyed it so much. Um, so, if there is any Star Wars shit that you have that I could do, like uh, print. Um, yeah, I'll you know, try to track print it down. play. I'll I'll definitely grab it. So, Dave, what have you been playing? Wow. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> on this on this nerdiest of of advanced yeah, after combats, I actually feel pretty cool right now. So, uh, yeah. all right. uh, you're well, a stud. You are married to the cheerleader. That's right. I am. That's right. I am. And that's I, funny I'm that, not that I'm, the, and apparently I'm not that into all stu- played football, high school football. And and I'm not that into Star Wars. <laughs> I thought I liked Star Wars. You guys are much uh-huh. more into Star uh-huh. Wars than I am. Yeah, and I played high school football, but let me just say that I played high school rugby, and then I played high school football, and high school football was such a letdown for me that I only played one year. But... <laughs> oh, really? I was, a, I was a wide receiver, and I got hurt first game. Oh, really? Did you, <laughs> but you played. That's good. I did play, yeah. Yeah, no. What did you play in high school football, awesome. I was strong safety. Oh, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, no, I was a flanker in, in rugby, and then I went to a guard in football, which was just fucking boring. Yeah, that doesn't uh, sound fun. But you get to pull. I've had unfor- <laughs> I've unfortunate encounters with pulling guards before. When I hop through the line, I'm like, hey, I'm going to sack a quarterback. I turn left. There's a fucking pulling guard coming down like a railroad engine down the line. Just plows into me. Bam. Yeah, I, w- I was pulling because I was I was fairly quick, but, but unfortunately, I also got called for a lot of. Uh, I I disagreed, um, but I got called for a lot of false starts. Oh really? Yeah. Well, you get another count, right? So. <laughs> you have the advantage, right, Gersh? It's supposed to be your advantage. It should be. <laughs> Let's see. I've watched uh, well, again. I'm continuing to play Starfire with Pete, and uh, I finally refed. It, for people who've been following uh, this this game, we've been playing on the edge of their seats. Um, basically, my it's a carrier battle. So my carrier fighters attacked his carrier, injured his carrier. He wiped out all my escorts. His escorts then started chasing my carrier, while my carrier fled in an effort to then recall its fighters and reload them to send them back on another raid. Uh, Pete managed to do some damage to my carrier, but. Uh, 
A carrier has now successfully refitted and relaunched all of its fighters, and they are now beating the fucking living shit out of his escorts that were chasing them. So nice. So, are you guys playing this? Just playing it, or are you trying to improve the 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 game oh, and no, the system? No, no, we're just playing. Okay, we are we are playing a game. For some reason, I got the impression that you guys are trying to help out, but. No, no, we've 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 made house rules to the system as it exists, but the game really like it, the way it exists now. They, they they don't know how much they're actually doing with it. I mean, there's no physical, which game. is upsetting, right? I mean, right. it's a good just game, but fucking print some counters and put that shit on a box and the, like they've got counters. You'll make eighty dollars. They made, with, yeah. I mean, but the problem is now that there's so many different versions that they've made, and they keep messing with it. But so stop doing that. Toss. Yeah, it's kind of going right. the way Labataya's, where they're making so many different versions that they're like, so we'll see. So we're having fun with that. Uh, played Dragon Pass with Broth, still doing that one. We're finally nice. doing the full game. And, uh, dude, it's like I'm playing Sartar and he's the Lunar Empire. And we're sending the – we've had many emissaries that we've sent off to various <laughs> dragons who've been devoured – like I don't, I don't know. We we probably sent at least four or five MSR series between us to go talk to dragons, who none of them have come back alive. I th- I think you saying many em- em- emissaries might be nerdier than Gersh and my oh, whole no, whole I don't Star think, Wars I, talk. I think I think for the for the record, I think that middle from the podcast <laughs> may be the nerdiest part, part of the podcast. No, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> So, so then uh, we did have a fun time where basically Ralph recruited the entire people of the Beast Valley on his side, and then they attacked. And uh, so, sorry, I, Beast, I had Be- the the Beast, Beast Valley, Be- the Beast Valley's in the okay. area. Okay, so he got all of their troops, like centaurs, and so they launched this big giant attack, and they ran into Andragius and his Sun Dome Templars. Who I was kind of being sneaky and I didn't really tell Ralph what they could do, but as it turned out after Ralph attacked them, they're pikemen and they're like double defense. So basically, my pikemen killed like every single person from the Beast Valley. The entire population of the Beast Valley has been wiped out. So, so that was good for me. That, that is good. I, I just want to really interject right here and say fuck you, Dave, uh, <laughs> because I had. Dragon Pass, and I had uh, the Starfire. Like, I had so much Starfire shit that I picked up for free. It was a war game, uh, Chain of Generosity, or Pay It For It, or some shit like that, that like had like the base game plus like four expansions plus like every magazine that they ever released on that show. And then you guys started playing it. After I sold it all, one of my favorite things to do was to buy a game from Gersh and then start posting pictures <laughs> of how awesome the game was. It was my favorite thing. And then Gersh would start liking it, and then he'd be like, oh, I think I'm going to buy it back. <laughs> Seriously, because, like, the, the um, the, was it, sub-regimental uh, Civil War stuff, like the, the line of, the old line of battle oh, series. Oh, yeah, line of battle games, yeah. Yeah, I had all four of the old sub-regimental ones. Um, yeah. And now it's like, what the fuck? Like, no one played those. <laughs> Suddenly they do. Now they do. They do. Uh, So that was that was Dragon Pass. Uh, So and I I tried to even I sent a a a emissary out. Is it Delecti the Zombie Lord? And uh, he immediately ate that guy and then occupied his body as he's wont to do. 
and then he built a zombie, and then but then Ralph attacked him with all his Lunar Empire guys and killed off Delecti, so Delecti died. So that's basically what's going on now. So uh, Ralph has the black horse troops on his side. I have uh, some other fucking uh, like beastie people. Uh, and the only uh, the only people that have not taken sides yet are the dragon newts, crag spider, and her her goblins and her dragon, and uh, who else? There's one. Oh, the exiles. I don't. I don't think the exiles have chosen yet. So well, we're kind of like figuring it out and trying. To, and Ralph got sick, so we couldn't play, and so then we're we're, we're trying to get to it. It's interesting though. It's it's crazy. I definitely need to sit in on one of those. Yeah, you can't get upset if like your entire stack of guys gets destroyed by some exotic magic. It just happens. That's the way it goes. But Andragius is kicking ass. Whether she's a he or a she, she is really doing well. <laughs> the Sun the Sundome Templars seem to like him. So uh, then uh, I just last night we played ASL, Point of the Sword, all good. I hadn't played a game with all good in a while, so. Um, as is, he, is he doing better? He's doing good. He seems good. to be doing well. I think he good. just had a lot of shit going on at home with family. Every, I, a lot of people visiting. I get it. Uh, are you sure he's doing well? Because I'm pretty sure Rent Boy beat him at Combat Commander. Oh, I know. That's right. Well, I, maybe he took advantage of this. So he, uh, we played Point of the Sword, which is a scenario where he runs uh, the British Fourth Commando and a bunch of uh, French Canadian troops against the German 21st Panzer in uh, France. I think it's France in 1944. So I'm defending. And man, it's fucking great because we had, uh, Jack Barnett came on. Um, uh, Jack Dipsy came on. Anthony from Australia was there. Uh, Rick, Rick Galley was there. So we had a bunch of guys wow. listening in. Uh, who's and, who's? Uh, and uh, it was great with Dempsey because obviously he can like – if we have a question, about you, <laughs> Keep he, you he knows the answer. Yeah, he knows the answer. Um, so yeah, so uh, there was all sorts of shit that happened. Like no sooner had I had a, I have a fucking uh, mortar unit in a, the center of the town square, and they're basically like, oh yeah, those units are practically worthless. And then that mortar unit started fucking just pounding the <laughs> shit out of the British. Like anytime they would pop up, they would keep pounding, pounding, pounding until it destroyed them. Um, and I've got machine guns up in the second stories of buildings. And uh, John's got like uh, uh, assault engineers with demolition charges trying to charge it and blast the buildings. So it's kind of like where he has the fourth commandos attacking in the beginning. And then halfway through, about four turns in, he gets the French Canadians who come in. So it's been pretty wild. But he just broke some of my guys who were defending. So now um, ASL is always like, you think you're doing great, and then you get a couple bad die rolls, and it can go either way, you know. So hey, we're having a blast. The key is it's infantry only. Um, it's just got a couple weapon systems, and so it makes it a lot quicker because you don't have to worry about vehicles or artillery or any of the other stuff. And what I did was I'd actually uh, John had mentioned he wanted to do. He was interested. He likes playing the Brits or the Commonwealth. So I basically just looked up the scenarios, and you can see. You can get reviews. Guys have played them this many times and who won which side and guys log in their games. So you can kind of get reviews on the scenarios. And this one was like a very popular infantry-only scenario. So I was like, oh, fuck, that's a good one to pick. So that, that's why I picked it. Is, so you guys haven't really played in a long time. How easy is it for you to pick up 
the rules again? Like, is it? It's, it's, it's it was pretty easy. Um, like there was stuff like when I fired the mortar, I had to be like, all right, how do I do the mortar again? Like, is it in like uh, setting up concealment? We had to look that up real quick. But again, it helps because Dempsey's on. So if I, he's never like. He's always a good guy. He's never like trying to tell us what to do. But if you say, "Hey, Jack, how does this thing work?" He'll be like, "Oh no, here's how you do it." So, uh, so there were maybe four or five things that we we had to ask about instead of looking up. But otherwise, it's pretty straightforward when it's just infantry, you know. So that's pretty cool. I I, I chose ATS over ASL as far as my tactical went, and like I, I'm intimidated to play with Mitch. Just because it's like I haven't actually played that much, so it's like I've read the rules, but like I'd be, I'd be intimidated to uh, to do that, um, and and see if I like suck too much or whether or not he'd actually you know want to play with me or whatever. Yeah, I think Mitch would be pretty cool about it though. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to try it because I've seen like him playing with Tony, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like I I should just do it because. You know, it's like I have a lot of ATS shit, but I just haven't gotten around to it um, playing with anyone yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's just, it's incredibly... Yes, so there's a pounding sound when I'm talking. It's almost like you're drumming your fingers on the table. I, I might be doing that. <laughs> oh, so stop doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I've that, already got the mic. Whatever so it is. I've already got the mic. Can you hear it now? Nope. Okay, because I'm not doing anything. So I'm just completely <laughs> still. Okay, good. Yeah, right. just be still. Because if, if that was happening, if that was happening, yeah. So then the other one is I uh, I did play to talk. That's right. That's right. Uh, so I, I did also play the Totala Krieg Axis Empires with nice. Anthony from nice. Australia. So so he was basically like, yeah, I'm going to go you're, work out. You're playing with Anthony. Right, so it was okay. night, night nighttime for me, like maybe nine o'clock for me, one p.m. for him, and that's uh, really cool. So then he had the Negroni, and then I had the old fashioned, and then he had another one, and I had another one, and then we and so that it got pretty drunk. But I learned about Vegemite and other things that I'd never. So nice, yeah. Vegemite I've heard is not great, but I but I I'm a sucker for an Italian or <laughs> Italian Jesus Christ Australian accent. No, it was, uh, yeah, apparently he could not quite explain to me what the Vegemite was. Apparently it's something you have to even understand. So. Yeah, fuck that. Maybe yeah, so, Apparently in 2019, they're all, they're all going to converge. But yeah, so he was cool. We had fun. Yeah, as long as, long as uh, you guys didn't get into the, the deep cricket conversations that no. going on on the Slack channel. I like cricket. Oh my god, you guys are the fucking texting. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so good that that doesn't record. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking distracting. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we got we got about two turns in. So, uh, but it was still good. good. I just I wanted to kind of show them how the land system worked, and so I, we worked, worked over the land combat and Barbarossa. We did the Barbarossa scenarios. So that's a good starter. Uh, and so he doesn't have the game. So. Oh, and hopefully, hopefully we grab it. Well, then fuck him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what else we got? Anything Jesus else? Jesus Christ. We're. Well, hey, anybody playing? Does Gersh? Will you shut the fuck up, Gersh? <laughs> Stop fucking texting me shit. 
And, <laughs> and okay. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tony, I'm I'm just giving you a shout out, uh, or, or Anthony, I guess I should give you a I, shout out uh, to the fappening. Oh, okay, so real quick, what's the point of the fappening channel in Slack? Have you so, not visited? So, no, so, I've seen it. What's the point okay. of it? It's just yeah, so, big, it's just nudie pictures. Meh. Yeah, that's great. But like, it, why why do you need to go there when you could just find that shit yourself? Like somebody just finds something in it and puts yeah. it on there. Yeah, pretty much. But it's but, like you know, X ham like, hamster foreplay. Yeah, it's like someone's doing the work for you. No, like, you know, not, it's because like, it's, it's not as I could it, do it myself. But, but it's it's not as good as X Hamster. So why would you do it? But it's like when sex is your wife's idea. That's the fappening. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. <laughs> I don't even understand what the fuck that means. What does that fucking mean? <laughs> when it's your wife's idea? Yeah, when it, when it's not you. Well, where you don't saying, have to do the work, honey. The foreplay, right. it comes to you. Yeah. When you come come home from a long day at work, and you're just greeted with, I know. honestly, I don't look at it like. Man. Okay. I mean, they're the, they're the, they're 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 no. better than the pictures I found out in my in the woods, the wet playboy right. magazines we had stuck to each other in the woods. But it's also but 2017, like, and there's I understand. I guess I guess when it's still not, I need I need motion. I understand. <laughs> so so there's a lot of pictures on there that I'm like, eh. but there are some pictures that are on there that are like, holy fucking shit! Like that is one hot fuck shit. But I have to I have to say, unfortunately, a lot of those I have to question the legality of how old they are. Yeah, which, oh, no. which concerns me. To uh, no, I haven't seen any that look. Believe me, I'm an expert on that. And they're, they're definitely. <laughs> None of them are even close. <laughs> so, anything else, Dave, that you've been playing? Oh, Jesus. Let's see. I think that's it. I think that's it for okay. playlist. But yeah, I do not understand that channel. Like, the guys get all excited about it, and I'm like, it's just not. I'm like, yeah, is there it's... anything else on RPGs? Like, Right, yeah. I, and, yeah, so... yeah I, I'm in a similar boat. Like, it's it's passing. It. I've, I've joined the thread, but yeah, but I, I, I really I like, want... I liked your comment about not leaving your iPad on that yes. channel. Yeah. Like when you shut the phone. Yeah. Go back to general. Yeah, and Slack is, is pretty cool, but I have no idea how you guys can like maintain what's going on in general. So like well, I, I, well guys don't do threads. Like I try to do threads where you're replying to people, but they almost like prefer to not do that. But then it gets very confusing trying to figure out what the fuck people are talking about. And people do it at work and I can't do it at work, so I'm kinda like so then I, I start to get you come back and there's like forty two random statements all right. scattered throughout. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Kind of go work backwards. Like I don't know about you guys, but like I log on, I'm like, there's a hundred and some odd messages I've never read, and I start working backwards. I'm like, oh, that seems like an interesting thread. And then by the time you get to like the original so comment, why, you're why, like, why, what the fuck? Why do it that way? I just scroll all the way up until it tells me I'm. Current. You can click on the thing that says plus forty three, and then it takes you okay, to the top. Okay, this is this is because you guys are smart. <laughs> Let's just fucking go there. I just, I'm smart. I'm just going stroke, stroke. I basically fat my way all the way That's up to right. the top until That's I'm right. Yeah, no, I follow anime. I follow RPG. Um, I look at fappening just to see what the hell yeah, so, the, so the again, Aussies so, do again, because the Aussies so people, are taking over fappening. So people know we, we have Slack channels for the guilds. We have a couple different channels that guys can go into. I think some guys are running games through them. 
Yeah, which I don't understand. Well, no. Well, I say that I'm in a liberty or death. Somebody. So, I I said I don't understand it. We're doing liberty or death through Slack. So instead of being play by email, it's play by Slack. So every time you take your turn, you basically tag the next player and give a brief synopsis of your turn. Yeah, absolutely. So, right. So so one of the other things I've been playing is Waterdeep. I should I should give a shout out to uh so so we've been doing this uh, recurring is, is Lucas Waterdeep playing Waterdeep? Game. Yeah, like Lords of Waterdeep. So it's been well, why, uh, why why are you doing that on Slack? Uh, well, we started this um well before Slack. So it's it's uh Leroy out in Vegas. It's no, my point is there's an app for it. There is, but unfortunately, there's no message. Like, if you get a message, like, saying, hey, it's your turn or whatever, it doesn't, like, email you. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so it's so it's Leroy out in Vegas. It's uh, Matt Anthony, because I know you love that, Dave. Um, it's myself. It's Admiral Eggman. Um, and it's, uh, 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 Jesus, a uh, fuck. Um, <clears throat> it's someone else. Oh, you mean, you mean, I'm sorry, Matt Anthony, you're talking about Tony? Mad Man? Yeah, Tony. Um, okay. Yeah, the awesome, oh, it's, it's, that, that it's, awesome uh, fucking name, the awesome name, Mad Anthony. Oh man, that we are gonna, that, that's right. Yeah, Dave, don't, know, don't I, be I a fascist, Dave. We're gonna, we're gonna hype that name up. Don't Matt be a Anthony. fascist. That is one of the greatest names I've ever heard. That is, it just rolls off the tongue. It's good. I like it. It, it is. And uh, Blair so is the other guy. So, so Kelvin, right? So we've been playing multiple games. Um, we've probably played like six o games, and we just keep doing like another game after another game. Uh, we actually just wrapped up a game today. Um, I've won the last three um, by like a lot, uh, so I'm surprised they're not like just. Do, do these guys because their nicknames suck compared to yours? Yeah, do these guys not play? I played the app so many times. I don't know if I can lose at this game. <laughs> well, I've probably played more face to face than any of these guys. Um, so that might be part of it, but I'm just surprised they're not like just fucking me with the uh, mandatory quests over and over sure. again. Are you guys doing expansions or just the basic? Just expansions. So I wasn't winning without the expansions because I was. I've always played the expansions for like a long time. Uh, once once we went on with the expansions, I've like won all three by like a lot. Like I've I've lapped these guys like. Um, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and now that I'm saying this out here on the podcast, they're probably going to be like, fuck you. And <laughs> well, like Pete, Pete and I, we have the twilight struggle app and we have probably played Jesus 25 games of twilight struggle online since we have the app. I love the I love the fact that they're doing these fucking games on the apps. Like, like the fact that Lords of Waterdeep is on there is fantastic. Um, I, I play it when, game, when I work out. I play Lords of Waterdeep. So when I'm on like the the elliptical or something, I'm playing fucking Lords of Waterdeep or Twilight Struggle. It's seriously easy. This last game though lasted for a couple months. So it's kind of hard because it's like you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Like I don't even know what the hell my strategy was. Um, so this last game was a little rough, but um, yeah, you know, you I don't can, I don't know if we're gonna do another it, one or not. But in Waterdeep, you can quickly look and see what your completed quests are, what your you know you can you can kind of get up to speed and see kind of where you are. Yeah, you can, but you know some of the guys haven't played as much as, as some of the other guys. Um, but it's definitely the fact that they have some of these apps are fucking awesome. Um, I Twilight Struggle. It's like I know you guys have done the ex, the well, Dave, you haven't participated, but the uh, Twilight I Struggle. I don't participate. I want to dominate the tournament. I'm trying to. Yeah, that sounds um, right. So, 
a completely understandable. Dave's a giver. Now, do you guys play initially by app, and then it comes down to a face-to-face game? Well, the idea was the AAC Con, um, we were going to do a face-to-face game. Um, so actually, you know, it's like I only brought a carry-on, right? So fortunately, my carry-on consisted of uh, Lords of Waterdeep, but we never got around to actually fucking playing that. Um, but it, w- it would be fun to do that. Uh, I know it's not a war game, but whatever. So, so hold on. So but the answer is basically you guys did play the tournament online, and then it, you're going to do a final, try to do a final game at the con. It, it would be, it would have been nice to do a final game to con. Okay. Maybe we will next year. I don't think I'd want to play it face-to-face. The app is so good at keeping track of all the shit that I don't think I want to do all that. I, the way that we've been playing, though, there's a lot of delay. Um, so I have a feeling that a couple of the players are not um, in tune with what the fuck is going on. Yeah, but it keeps track. I mean, the app for Twilight Struggle, the nice thing is it keeps track of, like, it'll warn you if you're about to fucking blow DEFCON, like, by playing a card that'll let the other guy, you know, like, reduce the DEFCON blow two, or it'll, it'll tell you, like, hey, are you sure you want to do a coup in this, uh, like, uh, battleground country when you're at two? So it's pretty sweet. I mean, the way it works. I mean, it, I don't want to keep track of all that shit or which which regions I can do coups in based on what the DEFCON level is. Like, fuck that. Yeah, that's pre- that's pretty cool. Lords of Waterdeep is a lot more. Um, you need to take the initiative to actually look at what other people are fucking doing um, because everything is open uh, other than completed quests. Everything is open uh, information. That's right. And so you can see what's in their their how many fighters they have or wizards or whatever. Absolutely. And, but my and, point is, like, a lot of stuff in Twilight Struggle, I think it'd be to play because it's like, hey, if they've got, like, control, then you have to pay two influence to put a guy there. Like, it, I don't know if I could be able to track of it. I mean, you would have to be dead sober, I think, to the game. It, it, yeah, and, and I have not done the Twilight uh, Struggle uh, tournament because I have actually never played a game of Twilight Struggle, but... Um... Oh, I'm sorry. So then some of that might, might not make sense, but it's like there's a lot of shit that you have to keep track of in the game, and the app does it all, so which makes it really easy to play. Uh, yeah, I would love to get into it. I mean, it seems like a really thing, so I'd, I'd love to try. Yeah, it's really cheap, too. So. Okay, so that's what we've been um So... Anyone want to do a review or anything? Yeah, I want to. I want to ask. Fuck. I want to ask. Can I? I want to. I want to real quick ask uh, Gersh about a, a, a game. <laughs> this game <laughs> has recently become the number one game on BGG. Are you guys going to talk about the uh, that big fucker? Yeah, but you need to do something, Jason. You okay? Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind doing a review this episode. Okay. I've... I don't want to review this game. I just want to yeah. talk about it, but. Um, you could just type fap 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 into the the text line if you want to do If you want to contribute to this, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should not pass up on a Jason review. We have not had a Jason. No, I'm, I'm not going to pass it up. I just want to ask this one question: Does Gersh own Gloomhaven? I do own Gloomhaven, so I backed the no, original no, no, Kickstarter we we, and yeah. I backed okay, the second Okay, hold on, hold on, because you were all about. I just wanted to ask you that one simple question. And but you were all about what maybe Jason wanted to do. Does Jason have a review for us? I do, but go ahead and talk about Gloom, Gloomhaven. I just 
I have a review that I've been trying to do for five months. <laughs> is is it about uh, My Little Pony RPG games? Better be. Not yet. Okay. Um, yeah, until until I run that shit, yeah. Now, Gersh, right. Gersh, have you played Gloomhaven at all? Okay, so I sold the first copy I got from the original Kickstarter for a profit. Uh, <laughs> and I have yet to play the second edition that I have gotten. Yeah, so... But Dave, so, have, have you been playing it? I have been playing it. And, uh, have you been playing it solo, or you've been playing it with the girls? I've been playing it solo. Well, the yeah. girls kind of looked at it. The girls were actually kind of interested in it. Because it's, it's not cool. Kingdom Death, right? It's not like no. dick, dick monsters. It's so it's... basically you you open it up and there's like I want to say there's like sixteen characters you can play, but they're all in little boxes and their little cards are all sealed up. And I think only six of them are initially available to you. So the girls thought it was kind of cool that they couldn't even see the characters or what they looked like or what the figures look like. They're all sealed away. So until you get to that point in the world where you can get those characters, you can't even open up the box. So it's kind of like you keep opening up the game as you go. Like if through your adventures you get to where you suddenly have access to this other type of character, then you can pop open that box and bring that car- that, that guy's cards out. So... So it's kind of That's weird that way. It's very unusual. Yeah. It's unusual, right? It's a legacy game. Yeah, I was right? going to so say, it's like a legacy. It, now, it is. And they actually, I think they sell like uh, I already replacement shit. I ordered them. I'm not, I'm not putting <laughs> fucking stickers on my fucking board. So I got the ones that you can remove. They've, they've got stuff where you can, they come with stickers where you can actually put them on the player characters uh, or their cards or whatever. And so you can change things. They can get experience. Or the map can change, or even characters can retire, and then you put something down. So you basically change the world as you go through the adventures. Um, but it's generally like a, a tactical game, like like square to square with rooms and opening doors and fighting monsters. But there is like a big scale map where you have adventures that you can move through. But I, it, I thought it was interesting because like there's like with me, I had two characters, and I had uh, an adventure where I'm first in the city. I had to decide what I wanted. You pull a city card, and you have kind of a little adventure in the city, a mini adventure. And then on the road, I think I fought some wild animal. I had a choice whether I could just leave the animal alone or fight it. And of course, I'm like, well, fuck, we're fighting that fucking wild animal. And so then we were wounded when we went into the, the combat, the actual uh, like fighting scenario that we got into. But I think the game's pretty cool because... You have cards, and it's kind of like a card management system where uh, each card has uh, a top and a bottom, and they're different from each other. One might be an attack, one might be a move, or uh, might be a special uh, magical attack. And then there's each card also has like an initiative number on it, which, which is like going to be from like 1 to 99 or something. So the bad guys get cards too. They flip. So you basically... You flip your cards down, and then you get to see uh, what the bad guy's cards in. And basically, so you guys do stuff in that initiative order from lowest to highest. Uh, but there's a lot of card management because these cards, when you play them, you end up discarding them. Some cards, when you play a certain part of the card, it might, like, you lose the card. You don't get it back again. So you kind of have to make sure you have enough cards to finish the adventure, like that particular room. So I thought it was cool. It's, a, it's an interesting system. Just the way the combat worked was really cool because there's no dice. So you basically just flip uh, kind of like uh, die. They're almost like dice cards. 
They might double your factor or reduce it by one or add one to it. So you never know what the modifiers on your numbers are going to be. So you might have a card that says it's going to be an attack three. And if you flip the card for your guy, it's, it adds one to it. It makes an attack four. So there's just a lot going on in the game. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. That's a big fucking box, though, huh? It's the biggest box I've ever seen for a game. I mean, it, it's probably a foot high, like a foot deep from top to bottom. Like gigantic. Yeah. And, and, so. and there's sealed shit in there that I don't even know what it's for. Like there's yeah, sealed envelopes in there and stuff that I'm like, but I did, I did order the, the, uh, the, the removable stickers because I, I might want to play it. And then, but the cool thing is you, they, they're basically like, you can bring in friends to play and they can just take over for where the adventure is and play characters. So, and all the characters seem very different. So, uh, we've enjoyed it. My daughter looked at it and was like, that looks really cool, like watching the game. So that's pretty cool. Like, I know you're into the, um, that, uh, chip theory games. Um, what the fuck is it called? Oh, we, we, uh, uh, di- uh, bones, too many bones. Yeah. So how, my, girls, how's my, girls, that? my girls didn't like it. They thought it was too complicated. They didn't like all the guys. Hmm. I haven't played, uh, Gloomhaven with my daughters. My daughters were just kind of looking at it and thinking it was cool. Um, both games are good. I like I like too many dice um, or too many bones. Too many bones. I think yeah. It's the name did you get the it. expansion? No. I bought, okay. I bought the three <laughs> characters. I bought the three you, characters. You you just have enough bones. So I bought three extra characters, which were like fucking twenty twenty five bucks a piece or something. And then I did not buy the one that just came out, the under the or the undertow or something like that. Yeah, undertow. So so I have. We're not playing it enough to justify it. So. Okay, so I have Gloomhaven. I have too many bones, and I also bought Undertow, which will be coming in. Um, I just got Triplock, which was the other Chip Theory games. Um, you know, I'll be curious to see kind of how Undertow versus, or sorry, uh, Too Many Bones for, compares versus Gloomhaven as far as a um, legacy game goes. Well, is is Too Many Bones a legacy game? No, it's not, but it's going to, they have um, campaign or whatever they want to call it. So basically like. A, yeah, that's uh, right. That connects the adventures. I think uh, Gloomhaven is like super fucking deep. I mean, like just the, the. The decisions you try to make to coordinate between characters to do stuff. I mean, it's much easier solo, right, than it is when you're actually playing. Because I don't know how much table talks allowed during the game. I think you're allowed to be like, hey, if you went over here, I could help you there. You know, but you're not allowed to tell somebody, hey, I've got a move for jump card where I can jump over that trap or something like that. Um, but it is cool. Like you can, based on the the cards are very important. And a lot of it is deciding when you're going to, like, you can take, like, a short rest or something like that, or, like, a long rest to get some of the cards back in your hand. But if you don't manage your cards properly, there's always a chance that you'll get to the end and not have the cards left to do what you need to do. So, so that's pretty cool. I'll, to, I'll definitely have to. So, so that's one of the ones that I've made room for in my office to keep. So I'm definitely going to be playing that. Yeah, you shouldn't get rid of it. I mean, I think, and also some some attacks and abilities have other things where they give you experience uh, by using them. Like if hey, if you use 
this to jump th to run through three like i have the brute in one of my adventures and it means that you can basically move and as you move through guys you attack them and it's something like they'll say something like for every guy you move through you get an extra experience point because you're trying to get that puts more cards in your deck so you then have extra cards that are in your brute envelope that you open that you don't get in your deck until you develop more experience and then you can add those cards to the deck that the brute will get to use so that's one of the ways the brute becomes better as he gets more experienced um that's pretty cool yeah and i like the fact that there's no dice so you really don't know uh you get results out of the deck but and some some cards will make you reshuffle the deck. Um, but so you know, if you've had a bunch of bad results, you might get some good results coming. So there's there's a lot of stuff you can do there. And the other cool thing is there's a, a part of it called elements, where or something like that, where there's like flame, nature, uh, moon. So sometimes when someone casts a spell, it'll create a lot of flame in the room, and so flame will be really strong. And at the end of the turn, it moves from strong to like medium. But then another player, if they have a spell that can use flame, it'll say, hey, flame is available, fire is available. Then you can use that to boost this other spell. And so players can kind of feed off of each other. One character can create flame or wind or something in the room that then boosts another character's ability. So there's a lot of com complexity as far as what you want to do. So that's it. I think it looks cool. And I've only fucked around with basically the first battle in some bandits or something. So. That's it. Nice. Cool Haven. All right, Jason, you got a review? Sure. So you've, so you've touched like a fraction of that massive box. Basically. Oh, yeah. One, one adventure, dude. It took me like two days to get through it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you could play the game for years. Yeah, I'll definitely be keeping it. I mean, I mean, I sold my first copy, but I'm definitely keeping the second copy. All right, Jason, so what's, what, what's, what's the game you want to review? So this will be quick, because it's been a couple months since I played it, but uh, this is Objective Havana, which is a, a modern war magazine game. Uh, it's from issue 28, from April of this year. Very timely. Uh, this was a gift from Mitch. He, he knows me very well. What the fuck? I know. He, you go fucking Mitch, that's all. <laughs> He loves me more than you, Dave. Even though you guys are Missouri brothers. Yeah, fuck. I, all right, whatever. I know, I know, I know, I know. Andy yeah, gets you, a, you dressed up as a dragoon, for God's sake. The, the, guy's, <laughs> the guy's selling fucking GMT games till the, the cows go home on the fucking internet, but whatever. Uh, so this is uh, the, the, the invasion of Cuba. Uh, in 1962, um, so it's a it's a theoretical like uh, nuclear crisis pre World War III kind of kind of thing, which is right up my alley. It's it's um, it's solo only first of all, and has that kind of building tension toward World War III. Um, First off, I'll say it has no subtlety whatsoever. This isn't a very complex game. It's not a very complicated game. It's 
pretty straightforward, which I actually like in a solo game. Uh, kind of like Gersh was talking about earlier, this is a game you can kind of set up and just play without really having to think too much about, without having to, um, in you know, kind of dissect what's going on. It's it's just reacting to what the game is throwing at you. Uh, it, it has a very structured sequence of play, which I really like. Um, it keeps me in line, and it's very clear in general. Um, it's it's very straightforward. Um, the game, so it's basically a theoretical invasion of Cuba, um, but along the way, as you're kind of launching missions at Cuba, you have to balance against... Uh, um, I can't remember what the game calls it, but it's a clock approaching World War Three, and at the beginning or at the end of every turn, you have to roll against a table. Um, if World War Three happens and there's a nuclear crisis, um, it's pretty easy to uh, get around that table and, and continue with the game, which might be a might be a ding against it. Um, but it it, it, it it does a decent job of building a little bit of tension around that clock and and keeping you honest as you as you kind of fuck with Cuba. Um, it's probably a little on the easy side um, and it's th that escalation level uh, averting World War three is is probably a little too easy to, to do but it it honestly it kind of makes it a little bit more fun because you're not getting fucked over the whole time. Um, you, you, you can play it and feel like you're winning as, as you're playing. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very easy. It's, it's a modern war magazine game, um, by, uh, Joe Miranda. So that kind of tells you a lot of what you're doing. You're, you kind of get a pool of actions to do. You do those actions, and then you roll against a table to see if you can keep going. Um, everything's pretty straightforward. It's a, like I said, a little bit on the easy side. Um, Is this game coffee table or TV tray? Coffee table. Uh, oh, coffee table or TV tray? Uh, it's probably Is it TV, TV tray. tray? All right, it, TV it tray. It might be TV tray. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I think the map might be a little bit too big for a TV tray. Hold on one second. Well, we're going to actually take the map out and see yeah. whether or not it fits on the TV tray. The broadcast pauses as Jason will measure. So it's like, a, it's like a 24 inch by 36 inch. So it's a full size map. So it's a little bit too big. Oh, that's a so coffee it's, table. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a coffee, coffee table. table. That's good. Um, but it's but it's you know an episode and a half of Real Horsewives. So oh, hey, by the <laughs> way, I, I just got Bravo back with my new sling package. So my wife's very excited. Nice, very nice. Yeah, so, definitely, you definitely that sling. Not to interrupt you, Jason, but that sling pack switchover was a smart decision. Sling blue, yeah, go into sling blue. Fuck the the one thing with sling blue though is that it's only on one device. Yeah, right. but that's all we use right. on. We just use it on one. So, <clears throat> so it's I'm sorry, Jason. No, it's okay. So it's it's very quick to set up and play. Like it's it's a it's a you kind of have a couple stacks of counters and and you you roll some dice. Uh, very easy. Um, the <laughs> I'm not going to say perfect, but it's it's 
well within my wheelhouse. It's kind of a dumb shit. Hey, play this game for a little bit kind of game. So, um, so how many times have you played it? Twice. I played it twice. And did you win both times? Um, I'm trying to remember. This was a couple of months ago. I think I won the first game. Or no, I, I lost the second game, but barely. Or sorry. I lost the first game barely, and then I won the second game. I was going to say, a solo game that you win the first time is never right. a good solo game. Right. Yeah. So, so like, it's it's trying to build this tension toward, you know, th- this threat clock, basically, of World War Three, And it's pretty easy to, to game that, which maybe is fitting for the theme. It's the U.S. in the 60s, and that's kind of what the u.s was doing at the time and kind of poking and then pulling back and then poking and pulling back so i i I think it's fitting there um but that's not going to be what ends the game for you um an unsuccessful or a mediocre success at an invasion is kind of i think what fucked me the the first time and the second time i kind of saw um what i did wrong the first game and, and then won and like i said it's it's pretty easy it's not a game it's not like a D-Day at game or an sure, RAF sure. where you're going to keep playing it over and over again. This is kind of a fun, you know, five game, five playthrough diversion kind of game. So, so winning is what invading Cuba successfully, right? Like actually launching a successful invasion of Cuba. right. Yeah. yeah, but for a mag game, five games out of it is pretty good. It's plenty. Right? Yeah, that's plenty. Especially yeah. when it's free from Mitch because Mitch loves me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a magazine game, so now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't even send me the magazine. He just sent me the game, if that makes oh, you feel any better. You didn't even get to read the articles? <laughs> Which I wouldn't do anyway. I, yeah, I have to say, like, I have a lot of mag games. I don't read the articles. Some of I which you've sent me just for, for free. Games. I appreciate when I when I buy games from you. Oh, what the fuck is going on in my life right now? This is so terrible. You're talking you're like about out of your out of your spot there, Dave. You're so, talking about reaping the benefits of of Gersh's purges, and I've I've done it a couple times and, and got some bonuses. Oh yeah, I've I've he, sent he, random he, games to he, to Jason. He, like, he I hate to break it to you, Dave, but I've sent free games to Jason for no reason. He, you, I bought I think I bought games from you, and you never sent me anything <laughs> extra in the box. <laughs> you, I, I, you didn't even I send apologize. a note. You didn't send a note. And we go way back. Sh- I'm not even sure if you packed the package yeah. appropriately. Yeah, I love Shleaf Dave. Art. Dave, I love you. Some some but, Spartan stuff. Yeah, but but Jason and I have up. gone way back. We go way for back. You you and I, Dave. Yeah, that is true. I love you, man. But, but no, Jason that's is my man. And I'm even totally before okay you and me, Dave Gersh, I go back. Before that, I'm, even. I'm actually I'm actually okay with all this. Stuff. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used back. to listen. I used to listen to Jason's other podcast, which uh, oh my I, don't, I don't know if he does anymore. Oh no, Jesus Christ! Let's not Next, talk about be, that. We're going to be talking about Jason's novel. Hey, let's hey, not. Let's I, I own not his novel. That. Thank you very much. <laughs> so anyway, I'll give uh, Operation or uh, sorry, Objective Havana. Uh, let's give it a six out of ten. It's it's not great. It's on the it's on the good side of mediocre. But you got um, it for free, so I got it for free, and I had a lot of fun playing it. I will say that. Uh, in beers, it's probably a, a ten beer. It's it's get shit faced and just roll some dice. 
Yeah, that sounds like Mitch. That yeah. sounds like me. <laughs> All right. So I do right. actually have a game so, to so, review. So, Gersh, we are hitting a, a, a mile point here. So let's try to uh, remember I have a soccer tournament tomorrow. So let's try to make this a speedy <laughs> review. Well, I, I don't know what your problem is. It's like one fifty-two in the morning oh, for me, Jesus and I'm perfectly Christ. fine. Like, oh, no, I don't I'm, know, I'm, I don't know what your problem is, Dave. No, I'm concerned about you, so I want to make sure you, you don't stretch this out too much. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so I have a couple options, and I'll let you guys choose. So I could either review the on-rail games that I have been playing, um, Hunters and B-17, um, or the game I'd really like to review is actually uh, Necromunda. So what what do you guys want to hear? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I've actually played Necromunda. The, is this the miniature game? This is the miniature game. So this kind of came up. Um, so there was a comment from Rent Boy in one of our recent uh, uh, World War Cthulhu games. He's like, what the fuck is going on with, like, um, Games Workshop and Warhammer and so forth? And I'm like, you know, like... Some of their games are really fucking good. Uh, and Necromunda, um, if you ever look at my my reviews, um, you know, B-17's a 10, Necromunda's a 10. Um, you know, I, I Necromunda is, like, favorite uh, miniature game. And that's actually, you know, one of the things he didn't ask me was, <clears throat> how did I start wargaming and all that fun stuff? Um, but I started with miniature gaming well before I ever started with any kind of hex encounter shit. Um, and Necromunda was my, my favorite. Maybe uh, I didn't ask you that because I thought you might talk about RPGs for about 45 minutes. Well, that, that may be possible and it probably would have <laughs> happened, but I probably would have talked to actually about miniature gaming more than anything. Um, I know you're started with like miniature gaming, Dave, but your miniature gaming is actually like historic miniature gaming. Oh no, I played Necromunda when I was in the army. Oh yeah. Oh, so like my miniature. I had games... I had Space Marine, Adeptus Titanicus, all those GW box sets. Okay, so so that's cool. So like Games Workshop is like my my, my fucking thing, right? Um, the problem is, it's like their games are awesome. The company itself is a big fucking asshole. Yeah, a bunch of soulless bastards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Necromunda has been around since like the mid nineties. Um, what Necromunda is, is a small skirmish um, game that uses miniatures that's set in the uh, Warhammer 40k universe. So it's like the future universe um, that deals with uh, like small gangs of um, individuals that go against other gangs. Um, but the cool thing about Necromunda is it was actually like a combination slash RPG slash miniature game. Where you could actually, if in the campaign you would actually run your same gang against multiple scenarios and you yeah, would gain experience. Right. And Necromunda is the planet that these gangs are on. It's like a hive planet that these gangs are all on. It, exactly. It's this planet that's uh, part of the Imperium and it has these hive cities. And these hive cities are basically these... Uh, the best way that, that they describe them is like termite mounds. So it's like right? Judge Dredd. Basically, it's like a Judge Dredd type of situation. You have my attention. And also, uh, Gersh, you gave Nuckermund an 8 on BGG, not a 10. Oh! Uh, but, but if you... No, 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 no. No, no, no. Look at Nuckermund <laughs> under Hive. Look at Nuckermund uh, under that's Hive. A, that's a 9. 
Not a That's ten. Only a nine. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've I've been I've been schooled. You're remiss. You're remiss. All right. Well, I'll have to change that before this podcast goes live. I would, I would, I would, I would and I would never have done that to you, Gersh. I have some get, some sick Google foo. <laughs> well, well, Dave, I love you, Jason. You're a fucking asshole. I know, I understand. No, so we'll, the, yeah, we'll the, play Caruso's Planet next year. And the, wasn't the game cool because you could get like your guys in between battles could get like uh, fucking wounds or maybe lose an arm or like you could lose gang members. You could buy more gang members to try, but then they'd be fresh. They wouldn't be veterans. Oh, exactly. So, so it was cool because it was like, yeah, you'd have this gang, you'd buy juves, which are like new guys, right? So they suck. And the only thing that they have is like melee weapons and they, their, their, uh, statistics suck compared to everyone else. And then as you gain experience, so you kill people, you get experience. Um, as you get wounded, you get experience. And there's like a variety of different gangs you could have, like seven or eight different types of gangs, right? Uh, in the original game, there were uh, six, seven, eight, nine. There were ten different gangs. There you go. Uh, um, and, and so the reason I want to talk about it is because they just released, like just like this past month, released the new version of Necromunda. And, and the biggest problem was Necromunda was like favorite Warhammer game. Um, but and one of the biggest issues with Games Workshop, right, is that you have to keep buying fucking shit. Like you have to buy shit and more shit and more shit. And Necromunda was nice because you'd have a gang, you'd have like ten miniatures, and that's, that's right. it. But that's why they hate it. Uh, probably, right. absolutely, exactly, because they don't sell as much shit. It also had the, all that awesome three-dimensional terrain where you could build all these buildings and ramps and platforms. Exactly. One of, one of the biggest things in Necromunda was the fact that it was three-dimensional. Uh, you'd have these walkies, you'd have these like high things, and there'd be all sorts of rules for falling off of like you know high shit and shit like that. Um, and, and you guys would get experience, and you guys would get better. Um, and, and depending on which of the 10 different gangs you had, there was different rules and so forth. So it was very asymmetrical, um, which I, I like, um, you know, I, I like the fact that everything, it can be different based on what you have. And the idea was right in the campaign, you could have like four or five or six different players with different gangs and you could plan kind of like missions. Like I'm going to do a raid into your gang's territory. And then that would kind of set up the battle. And we'd set up the battlefield. Hey, absolutely. And, and some of the scenarios that they had were just fucking awesome. They used to have this thing called a shootout, which you'd have like a limited number of your gang members versus a limited number of the other gang members. And you guys would keep walking forward and eventually someone would lose their cool and start shooting, you know, and the team that like shot seconds would get more experience because they were cooler than the other team. Um, it, you know, so there's but they might, different... but they might be killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they may be killed, but you know, and and so they just released this new version of Necromunda. So what I wanted to talk about was like new version versus second version or, or the original version. Um, you know, if people wanted to get into this, I know Rex did a review on uh, Guildhall, um, which which is a fantastic uh, sort of like football kind of game. Um, so I know I know miniatures is not something that's reviewed often, but it's definitely I think something that might get some of the guild members interested in, um, especially if there's a, a a campaign or something that's run by a, a arbiter arbiter 
It sounds very cyberpunk, so I'm on board. Hey, yeah, well, dude, there's guys with fucking mohawks. One of the gangs, exactly. I had a gang that it's had fucking, gangs and mohawks. They had mohawks and giant muscles, like they're on steroids. Yeah, so that's Goliath, right? So, so there's six main houses. So basically, now are you, you, know, now are you talking about the? This is you're talking about the new version. Uh, both versions. So it's okay. interesting. So, so what I was going to do is I was going to talk a review about the new version. So as soon as it came out, I bought it, right? So. So Necromunda Again, that sounds, that doesn't that really sounds give right. Us much to go from because you're basically <laughs> doing that with a new game, but Yeah. So so Necromunda, like I have all the old shit. Um so as soon as Necromunda came out, I bought the new shit. Um and it's interesting because they actually used verbatim some of the some of the language from the old one to the new one. Um, including Goliath. So Goliath so so there's six major houses. Um, and, and the way that they talk about them is that each house is, is unique, how they have their style and their, their, the way that they, they view the world. And, and so that allows sort of the asymmetry of the different gangs. And so Goliath is a guy with the Mohawks and they're all big and strong and, and they have the ability to, to take sort of strength, um, skills and so forth like that. Um, you know, and there's other, there's other gangs. So there's Escher is like all female. You know, the males that they have in their houses are all imbeciles and so forth. And so, like, all the strong members are female. It sounds like uh, my house. Delac <laughs> <laughs> uh, is sort of all spies. They have, like, uh, trench coats and they're bald. Um, you know, you got Vansar, which is the uh, tech guys. You got Orlock, which are basically the the normal. So they're they're kind of the average guys. Um, and you got the the Cador, which are the redemptionists. So these are the guys that like are all into the the empire. You know, the emperor being the god, and and so they're all religious. So they're crazy religious, and they they purge everything with flames. So they use a lot of flamers and shit like that. So so it's really cool because every gang is different, um, and the skills that they have are different. Um, so what kind of what I want to talk about was the second edition, um, or, or the original edition of Necromunda versus the new edition of Necromunda. Um, the original edition of Necromunda was based off of the second edition of Warhammer 40k. I don't know if you guys played any of that. Um, I might have. Yeah, it was good, but it was very um, obtuse in how I handled Drilled, uh, is this like to, to hit strength versus toughness and then saving throws and wounds and stuff like that? Yeah, shit like that. And second edition was odd because depending on how many uh, people were like in hand-to-hand combat, like plus one dice, and, and it would be very confusing. Um, and so I used to play Necromunda quite a bit. Um, but then they switched over to third edition Warhammer, but they never updated Necromunda. Um, and so it was difficult to to get people to play because the rules were so different. Um, so it's nice to see that Necromunda actually came up with. Uh, now it's at this point. So so Games Workshop sucks, right? Like I hate them as a company because they're up to like six edition of of like Warhammer 40k, which right. means that you've had to buy so many fucking rule books and all and this they've, fucking they've, shit. And they've already fucked. And destroyed Warhammer Fantasy Battle, basically. But they keep uh, emailing us to review their video games. 
Dude, they have fucking butchered the whole the whole fucking thing. The whole miniatures thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, yeah, the Warhammer Fantasy thing. Don't even get me started on the, this whole Age of Sigmar. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. The yeah. whole was that big giant mass battles. And the, yeah, and, exactly. And they act like they're helping gamers by making it smaller. Except now you have to rebuy everything. Yeah, no, I hate the Age of Sigmar. Like, I loved Warhammer Fantasy back when you used to have the blocks of of miniatures. And it was, oh yeah, I had a Dark Elf army. Yeah, I had so many different armies. Like, like Warhammer. You know, it's funny. It's like one of the things that started me into wargaming was Warhammer. Um, and I used and to White love... Dwarf, White Dwarf magazine used to be awesome. And yeah, I got I get in with Rogue Trader. That was the first book I bought. Uh, absolutely, and as far as RPGs are actually concerned, like the uh, the Warhammer RPGs are 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 pretty cool. And like, I used to play the Warhammer Fantasy way back in the day. It's like it's changed since then. Did you um, do the Fantasy Flight version at all? Well, I've I have all the Fantasy Flight version, and for anyone interested, I have it all too. Yeah, so for anyone interested, it's actually on uh, the bag of holding. There's the Dark Heresy that is on the bag of holding where you could buy all the PDFs for this shit, like way cheap. Yeah, but you need all the fucking cards, dude. You got all the fucking cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because that's another shit. Like, I own all the Fantasy Flight. Like, I own Dark Heresy, Black Crusade. I own all this shit. Um, I love to play games. This is why when they get into like stuff talking about the One Ring, I start to get hesitant because I got so deep, I got so into the fucking Warhammer fantasy role playing stuff that Fantasy Flight was doing that now I have all this shit, and then they're like, okay, they're take now that now Games Workshop's taking away the license, so we're not gonna do anymore. I'm like, I was fucking, I had a lot of shit for that game. Yeah, and I, I hope to run something for that game, but um, yeah, it it is a pain in the ass. Um, you know, but unfortunately, it's like for games work for their storyline. I love the environment, right? So, lo- so what what comes into the in the new box? What do you get with the new second edition? So, so here's the thing that pisses me off about Warhammer uh, or for Games Workshop, right? So the second, so the new edition of Necromunda comes with uh, Goliath Gang. So it's the guys with the Mohawks, and they're all okay. super strong. I think that's what came with the first one. Uh, yep, and uh, the first one used to come with Orlok as well, right? And uh, Orlok used to be like the, the normal dudes. Um, and it used to come with all sorts of 3D terrain. Um, the new version comes with uh, Goliath, and it comes with Escher. Escher are the chicks, right. so you got all the chicks. But it comes with, um, like... Uh, like boards. <laughs> you know, there's no 3D train. There's no. Oh, that was the best part about the old game. Uh, absolutely. And so what? What I hate about this, and what I was going to talk about, is Game Shop is fucking assholes, because they force you to buy more shit. Um, they force you to buy an expansion that's called Guild Wars, um, which talks about 3D games. Um, which talks about the 3D environments. And it also, the biggest thing that I liked about Necromunda was the fact you would have these gangs that you would have uh, a sort of a, this ongoing campaign for where your gangs would get better and get less, they'd get, they'd get territory, they'd lose territory. Yeah, it, was almost, it was almost like team management, like the way a Blood Bowl game would work. Like between matches, you're like trying to... to control and build up your gang 
Absolutely, and I loved Blood Bowl. By the way, um, I have not got the new Blood Bowl yet. I, I still have the old third edition. Um, but so, but the, so what does this version do with with so that kind of after game campaign? So, so this version, if you just buy the base game, it's called Necromunda. Um, you just buy the base game, you're going to get these two gangs. You're going to get a bunch of cards that have like these set values for gangs. You're like, okay, I'm going to choose a gang, and and this is have. Um, but you don't advance. There's no rules for campaigns. There's no rules for experience. There's no rules for damage. Um, you, you just play a game. Like I don't see. You know, Games Workshop is fucking themselves because you have to buy more. That was the coolest part of the old game, was the whole idea that it mattered. What happened during a skirmish, you might retreat because you want to save some of your guys. Exactly. And um, so you have to buy expansions, right? So you have to buy this other book, which will then allow you to have experience. Um, but they dumbed it down a little bit. They dumbed it down where the the damage rolls aren't as cool. Um, you know, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Billy Joe damaged, you know, uh, Susie Ray. And so Susie Ray hates Billy Joe. Um, you know, so it's not as, as specific as that. Um, which is kind of cool, you know, it was kind of cool in the old one that it'd be like that specific, like that person of that gang, I hate because they fucked me up. Sometimes guys just get injured to where they weren't as good, but you're like, dude, I need you in this fight. So I don't care. Yeah. And and the other thing they eliminated was you used to have to actually scrounge food, right? So this is a shitty, shitty world. Like you guys... You guys live in shitty, shitty environments. There's like crap around, and there's recycled air, there's recycled food, and you have to actually scrounge for a living. And if you didn't get enough food, your gangers couldn't fight, and they removed that entirely. Uh, so that kind of so. So what are the good aspects of the new game? So the good aspects is that they did. Um, so one of the big issues was the second edition rules for Necromunda sucked. Like the, the, the way that they shot, the way that they did hand-to-hand combat was still second edition, which was a long, long time ago. Um, so they updated those rules, which was cool. Um, and the other thing that they actually added, which I thought was pretty cool, but unfortunately they're going to they're gonna drag this out into more expansions, is they added um, more asymmetry to the different gangs um, as far as stat levels are concerned. So you buy the first game. Um, you got the Escher, which are the females, and the Goliath, which are the big strong dudes. They actually have different starting stats, which is different from the original game. Um, so like the, the Escher, which are the women, are faster, but not as good as like uh, a hand-to-hand. Sure, um, okay. You know, so so it's kind of cool that they actually added that aspect to them. And does it still use like weapon skill, ballistic skills, strength, toughness, that stuff? Yeah, so it still uses a standard uh, Games Workshop. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, ballistic skill, weapon skill, strength, toughness. So so basically, this is a game that's going to develop. If I know Games Workshop, it's going to develop along a two to two and a half year arc. And then at the end of that arc, they kill the game and stop supporting it. Pretty much. And that's what's unfortunate. It's like, because I'm going to be a sucker, right? So I've already bought all this shit. Um, and I'm going to keep buying the stuff 
Um, because I want to know the other gangs. Because are, to... are they selling plastics or metals for miniatures? Uh, right now, it's plastic. You can actually the the gang that you get in the um, starter box is actually uh, completely fine. Like you can buy the starter box and and play the game and it'd be completely fine. Um, they're going to start releasing the other gangs throughout the years um, as plastic, so you could buy the other gangs. But you're probably have to going to have to buy like. Expansion books, you know, that's what I hate about the company, right? Is that yeah, well, any of the specialty games, uh, they're not going to last. It's not going to last more than two, three years. They'll, hey. they'll dump it. They'll shit can it. Yeah, it, but it's a good, it's a really good game. Like, so the original Necromunda, like, I've still play. Like, I have my my best friend has a couple gangs, and I still have gangs, and like, we Dude, still, I still have, play. I still have painted Goliath gangsters from my original Necromunda game in a box, like, over my gaming side. I mean, they, they suck, they look terrible, but it's when I was learning to paint, so. Yeah, but it, it's such a fun game. Like, it really, like, if, if you have... It's a guy with a fucking mohawk with an auto cannon in one hand. I mean, it's fucking it, right. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it, the fun thing about that game is, like, if you have a dude, like, he has to have... The shit that he has in his hands is That's what right. he has. They call it what you see is what you get, right? Exactly, which is way different than a lot of the other 40K games and the, and the other Warhammer games. But it really is a fantastic system, and I'm super happy that they're they're bringing it back to life, right? Because the, the, the game was the company was okay when guys like Priestley were involved, and. It, the, and now it's a fucking heartless money grab where they will uh, upgrade characters and and figures so they can charge more money. They will literally charge more money for a figure because in game play it's better. Right? Yeah, and and it, it really hurts because I used to I used to have multiple. 40k armies i used to have multiple fantasy armies like what really got at me into wargaming um was miniature gaming uh it, it not uh not the historical miniature gaming that you used to do but but this shit right like warhammer 40k warhammer fantasy blood bowl uh necromunda Mordheim. no, I'm, no I'm, I'm telling you dude the first one the first box sets i was up in a mall in new jersey and i saw the space marine box set which was the old epic Space Marine, the original Space Marine. And I'm like, holy shit, they have like fucking like uh, Titans and buildings and there's Land Raiders and Marines getting crushed. And I was like, oh, I got to fucking buy that. So I bought that box. And then I bought the Adeptus Titanicus box where you could have all the different Titans. So I was a big epic Warhammer 40K player before they fucked that whole game system up and they fucking destroyed it and kept redoing it. The, the game company is the worst fucking company. They're horrible. It is, and it's, it's horrible. The Games Workshop is horrible. They make great so. games, and they just keep fucking the players over again and again. It's unbelievable. It, it is. So I have sold all my 40K games. So I used to have a custom-built Necromunda, or I'm sorry, a custom-built Tyranid game a pyramid army, um, you know, that, that cost me a shitload oh, yeah. of money. Oh, yeah. You probably had tons of all sorts of little guys, like swarms. and. Oh, yeah. I sold all that. I, I've sold all my 40K games. I've sold all my fantasy games. Um, the only games that I've kept was Necromunda, 
um, and Blood Bowl. Because because the nice thing about so so if you anyone's could, you looking could buy to get two into copies, the system, you could buy two copies of Superhero Rhino Battle and probably build all the buildings out of those things. They cost <laughs> I came across fucking thirty dollars. book uh that explains how 3d works but but the so how the actual world works how like life works because we live in a 3d environment oh exactly and how 3d rules work and all that shit so so i necromunda and i kept blood bowl and and the nice thing if anyone wants to do warhammer 40k or warhammer fantasy um necromunda and blood bowl are nice because you could deal with a small number of miniatures the game. Um, you don't need to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars building up a massive army. Right. I did the same thing. I played Warmaster. Do you remember Warmaster? The oh, yeah. That, that was basically Warhammer Fantasy Epic. I, I, yeah, I refused to play the fucking buy, pay all the money, so I had all they supported Warmaster for like four or five, six years, had all these giant armies, the miniatures were awesome, and then they fucking just shit-canned the whole game. I was like... Oh. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and you know, they have that that, um, that new, uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Man of War. Like, there used to be Man of War, which was like the uh, oh, yeah. Warhammer yeah. Fantasy fleet action. Or Battlefleet Gothic. With... Battlefleet Gothic. They did that one, too. Yeah. And Battlefleet, you know, the thing is, it's like you want to get into this shit. And these are good games. You know, the problem is... Fuck them. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. The problem is these are good games. Like, the system is really good. The rules are really good. Um, but to get into them is just too much of a buy-in. Yeah, Warmaster um, was an awesome system with, like, uh, multiple activation opportunities and leaders mattered. And you couldn't be sure if commands could move. I mean, it was a crunchy system which, which fought like a war game. But fuck it. No, no more. Yeah, so... You know, but the problem is, it's like, well, at least for me, the problem is, it's like, I still have this massive love of the storyline, right? So I still love the 40K storyline. I still love the fantasy storyline. Do you read um, the novels? Do you read any of the novels they make? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, you know, so I still have, you know, the, the original Necromunda. I have the, uh, have the new Necromunda. I have, you know, Space Marines and I have Titan Legions, you know, which are the old Epic 40k stuff. Right. And I have oh, Mighty cool. Empires, which was like... You don't uh, have an Imperial Guard Warhammer 40k army, do you, with all the big tanks? I, I used to back in the day. Are you I sold serious? all that shit. Oh, fuck, dude. That shit's fucking so good. Oh, it was. And, and that's a promise. Like, I had all these massive, massive armies, and I used to play competitively. Um, you know, to, to the point where it's like, it's like, okay, it's like, you need to go to these, these meetings and you play competitively and it's like, you do fucking awesome. But in order to maintain, you'd have to spend so much money. And it's like, I hated the fucking company because you'd have to do that. So your recommendation is that people should buy this game because the company's horrible? <laughs> my, my, <laughs> I'm confused. So my recommendation is if you want, so Necromunda is unique in the fact that if you want to play the game, you could buy a single gang. So the single gang itself costs like $30, right? Um, which is nothing uh, compared to the, the war, war game 
<laughs> market that's out there, right? Um, these are plastic miniatures. Um, the main game itself, which has the rules and has the boards and has all the other fucking shit, um, you could buy secondhand from like an online game store for like 80 bucks. And it has two full games it has the Escher, which are the chicks, and it has the Goliath, which are the strong dudes. Um, it's definitely worth. Uh, trying so so kind of like what Rex was saying with uh, Guildhall. It's definitely worth trying. Um, we don't have like Rex was saying. It's like there's a lot of um, uh, you can just print out the shit and it's all free. Um, Games Workshop doesn't work that way, uh, but it's definitely worth it. I think it's fantastic. And if we could actually get like a a a uh, game going where there's a um, arbiter. Um, which is the person that runs sort of a campaign with all these guild wars and people get the experience and so forth. I think it'd be fantastically fun. And in, in, in what world would this happen? Like, where would this occur? Uh, so this is this is way, way, way future. Uh, it, it takes place in the year like forty thousand. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about this actual game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like if people. So you're, actually... so you're saying the game we would play would be contemporary with the actual. <laughs> The actual source material. Yeah, uh, in yeah, two thousand years, we'll we'll figure out how to do this. If people actually bought this shit, I would run it now. The problem is, all um, you need to do is buy it all, paint it all, bring it all there, set it up, and I think guys will play it. Well, I don't give a shit about painting. Right? So, so Vassal probably has some kind of module. module oh, that. there's no way. There's <laughs> fucking no way. You forget who you're dealing with. Do you think Games yeah. Workshop is going to let them have a fucking vassal module for it? There's no fucking no way. way. There's no way. Their you know, attorneys would be all over that shit. But you could bring your starter set to the con next year, and I will play this with you. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't give a shit about painting. You don't need to paint your shit. Like I don't, I don't like painting my shit. Like no, no, we're talking about you painting your shit and us playing with your. Stuff. You you can paint your shit, and I'll play we, exactly. Our, in our scenario, you do all the work. And we just show up. If people would play, I would do that. Like seriously, like I already have all the gangs. Like I have from the original Necromunda, all the gangs. If people would play this shit with me, I but would it do might it. be illegal to play the game with those old figures. Have they been outlawed by Games Workshop? Like, are you allowed to play in a tournament game with those those figures? I I don't give a shit. <laughs> and for hey, people who are not familiar. The company, I've made it clear, they are fucking horrible people who will burn in hell for what they And very games, games litigious. And I don't, I don't know if I understand all the history, but basically it used to be Games Workshop and then there was Citadel Miniatures. And Citadel was a uh, independent, relatively independent, and they had White Dwarf Magazine. And so you could see, they would do even do articles about other games, like other companies. But basically, at some point, White Dwarf got purchased by Games Workshop and became their 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 organ, their company organ. All they did was produce Games Workshop articles, and then I believe Games Workshop purchased Citadel Miniatures, and then that's when it all got out of fucking control. Yeah, uh, absolutely right. Because Citadel Miniatures used to make fantasy characters for like role playing games, and there was a regular miniature company, and then just fucking it, it became basically just. They gin up. Then they got into plastics. 
one thought it was going to be cheaper, and initially it was, but then they started figuring out how they could start charging more and more money until the plastics became fucking expensive. Well, they started doing resin plastics, which made it impossibly insane to buy the shit. And it really is ridiculous. Like, the company itself is ridiculous. The games are awesome. The worlds are awesome. Uh, you know, Warhammer 40k is an awesome environment. Warhammer Fantasy, uh, prior to Age of Sigmar, is an awesome environment. But the company is shit. And they're they're a publicly traded company, I think, at this point. At this point, yeah. It, you know, it's funny because I used to actually live in London, um, and, and uh, Virgin, um, the Virgin stores used to actually sell like like was the only place that Games Workshop but used to sell, and. You know, so I've been playing this shit since like the early nineties, and and my parents used to tell me, you know, I was going to go to hell. But I used to play the neck, uh, the Gene Stealers, right? So, so I I was demonic because I would play these aliens that would infect humans and things like that. But but the world is well, we don't know yet, right? So the jury's still out. That might that could happen. I it could, and you know, but the. It's it might been be a around... slow burn. It might be a slow... <laughs> <laughs> but but the world's been around for so long, where the the it, it's fantastically developed. Yeah, I, uh, I bought a bunch of the fictions, the fiction novels, like the ones about like the various commissars and the Imperial Guard guys and Gaunt, the Gaunt series, and uh, I enjoyed them. I mean, they're they're trashy, great sci-fi war novels. They are, but they're good. You know, like that's the thing. It's like they're they're like good. the Inquisitor series. There's one with the Inquisitor. I think I read a bunch of those. They're fun. Uh, they are, and you know that's the problem. Is like they they don't realize like the fan base loves this shit, um, but they just fuck the customers. And it's oh no, uh, they they know exactly what they're doing. It, probably and, and you know with 3d printing coming out like they they better watch themselves because people are just going to start printing this shit um without their approval yeah but a space marine will probably take about mm-hmm. 40 hours to print so yeah but anyway so necromunda um to to <laughs> wrap up sort of my review so necromunda is only a fantastic game um it's something i would love to get going in the guild uh if people are interested but now, um, if people could find the older version, would you recommend they buy the older version on eBay or stuff? Do you think the newer version is? Do you think the newer system, combat system, is better than the old system? So the newer combat system is way better than the older system. Um, but what I would say is that the um, rule set and so forth isn't necessarily that different. So what I'm basically suggesting um you know to the to the chagrin of games workshop is the old edition stuff it's fantastically fine um but i would manipulate it to use part of the new edition um so i would love to run a campaign i would love to run some kind of necromunda campaign where people had gangs um and I would sort of do a combination of the old edition plus the new edition rules um, to to make combat simpler, um, but still allow for a lot of the asymmetry uh, that that existed in the second edition or the original edition. Okay, um, 
So, stars, what are you going to give this? Uh, for me, One well, 10. apparently I gave it only nine stars in the other Hive <laughs> version, according to Jason, so I'll give it nine stars. Um, for Let's beers, give it ten. Beers are high. Beers are going to be high, I think. Oh, beers are be high. This is just a fun fucking game, right? Like, like the scenario. I mean, it's got a Car Wars do. vibe, right? Where it's kind of reckless and just fucking let's see what happens. Oh, exactly. Like, every scenario that, is just kind of like a, oh, whatever the fuck. And The and thing that's I what did happens. like about the game was um, occasionally you would, like we mentioned, the kind of camp aspect. So you might get into a fight and your best guy gets smoked. And you might be like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, you wouldn't fight to the death because you knew there was a campaign after the game. And you're like, I can't afford to lose anyone more or my gang is going to be fucking crushed. Exactly. There's there's these roles that you do which are basically like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking out of here and, and going to get out and, and make sure that my guys survive. Um, and depending on the situation that you guys are actually hurt, you know, in, in the one thing that... Uh, that is different with the new version. So the old version used to be like, oh, you know, this person hurt that person. You know, like like Billy Ray hurt hurt Maisie Sue, and so you know Billy Ray hates Maisie Sue. Um, you know that has all been eliminated in the new version, so it's not as as specific, um, which probably is a better thing. Um, but but it's still all there. So like the, the the fact that hey this this gang hurt me, I'm gonna hate that gang, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it sounds interesting. All right, cool. That's funny, just because I have I actually am familiar with the system because for, I mean a long time ago, obviously looking twenty years ago, like. 20, 22 years ago, probably. Oh yeah, I mean, it came out in the nineties, and I, I like. I, yeah, I want to say ninety. I want to say ninety four, ninety five, because I was eight, probably in Fort Lewis when it came out. Yeah, I think I think it was ninety five, and I actually have every gang that ever existed. Um, you know, so it's it, it's really is. It's like I, I may have only rated it a eight or nine, according to Jason, um, <laughs> but it, it really is as far well, as that the. Is, Jay Lewis fact checking. Somebody's really sensitive about fact checking. Just, just really, man, put it out there. Yeah, but it really is my favorite games workshop game. I love the environment. I love I love the you know, it's a whole slash RPG slash you know game. So it's like your guys gain experience, they get better and, and things like that. Except with the new version, they've maybe chipped away at some of that. Well, with the expansion, they do add the get better um, aspect, like the experience aspect. Um, you know, unfortunately, the old like like the if you just buy the base game, they don't have any of that shit, which which I think is a waste of time. Um, so you almost need to buy like the the new version plus the expansion book, which is called Underhive, okay. which is just another way for Games Workshop to make more money, which is a bunch of BS. All right, good. Well, I have a quick review I'm going to do. Uh, this is a game called Stonewall Sword. It's by Revolution Games. Oh, very nice. It's uh, $33 from Revolution Games. I don't know if you can get it from anywhere else. Uh, Revolution, like, they don't, they don't own cool stuff. I mean, that's those areas, but... Uh, it's part of the Blind Sword system, um, which is uh, has a couple titles. Thunder in the Ozarks is one also they've, they've made. And uh, they're coming out with one called Long Street Attacks, which I think is the second day of Gettysburg. 
which I don't know you'll when I talk about it, I don't know if you'll think it's a it's appropriate. So because uh, Long Street Attacks is kind of a big game. I think you know, it's the second day of Gettysburg and it's a core, but we'll see. I mean, I wish they would have picked some smaller battles, maybe like like Corinth or Iuka or some of those, but whatever. Um, so basically it's a chip pull game. Um, the scale is uh, a hex is 140 yards. A strength point is 50 men, and uh, each turn is 20 minutes. So it's pretty small. It's like regimental. And this particular battle, you're basically dealing with like a, a Stonewall Jackson. It's the Battle of Cedar Mountain fighting against, I want to say it's Banks. I think it's Banks he's fighting against. So Banks is all pissed off because Stonewall had been embarrassed him before in the valley. So Banks is kind of like firm about attacking Stonewall, but he doesn't realize that Stonewall Jackson has more troops than him. And Stonewall is kind of like, it's one of these battles where Stonewall is being like his weird uh, manic depressive self or whatever he is, where he's like not, he's like not helping at all. He's like disappears, he's not available. So, he, I mean, basically Stonewall Jackson was like, as as much as his reputation is a little good, emo. Yeah, he was good for about, I would say, 40% of the battles he fought in. The other 60%, he was a fucking disaster. But when he was good, he was really good. No, he was good, but it's just like, like you look at the uh, Seven Days battle, he was terrible. Um, well, most of those battles, and this one, he wasn't great, uh, at least in the beginning part. So, so, uh, it's it's very tactical. So you're dealing with probably like I want to say there's like two two or three divisions on the the Confederate side and maybe two divisions on the Union side, and the counters are uh, batteries or regiments. So each division might have two or three brigades, and then each brigade might have two, three or four counters or whatever to represent their guys. So uh, the map is beautiful. Um, it's almost a TV tray game because it's. It's about two feet by a little less than two feet by like maybe one and a half feet. So it could maybe fit on a TV tray. Uh, but then you got your charts and shit like that. So um, it, like I mentioned, it's chip pull. So basically there's a bunch of special chits you can pull in the game. Um, and there's also chits you can pull that basically activate uh, a division commander. So when you activate the division commander, then you can pull out you can activate one of the brigades that's in his division. And as long as he's got the idea is that each brigade can do action once in a turn, and then uh, once all the brigades in a, in a division have been activated, you don't put the division chip back in when you pull it. So you keep dropping the division chip back in until all the brigades are done moving. And uh, let's see what else. The, uh, let's see what I got here. That's some shit here. Basically, when a brigade activates, you just say, hey, what kind of orders am I going to give them? You got to see if it's going to be a, like a full activation or a partial activation. But if you get a full, you can put them on attack orders or maneuver orders or defend orders or rally orders, I think. So, And that's basically what tells you um, how much they can move or whether they can move into contact with the other guys. So it's similar in a way to the Musket and Pike series, where if you've got... Uh, move orders, you can move a lot of points, but you can't move next to enemy infantry. But if you get attack orders, you can move like some like four. Yeah, it's four movement points, and you can move next to them. So uh, that's it. So you've got orders for your guys. There's a fog of war chip that comes up sometimes, which is kind of cool. It can make the uh, 
forces either withdraw or advance uncontrolled, out of your control, and result in a general casualty, like one of your generals might get shot. Uh, and when they're shot, then you get the, their wounded guy back or something like a reduced level. Um, there are, I mentioned there's special chits. There's like, I think six, there might be more. There's six special chits for each side. Um, when these chits come up, a lot of them you can either hold them or use at that time. Uh, some of them are stuff like Rebel Yell lets you make a charge, the Confederates. And there's different chits for the Confederates and the Union. Um, the uh, Confederate ones are like uh, Firefight, Jackson's Rusty Sword, Quick March, Rebel Yell. And the Union ones are, uh, are similar type actions, maybe more geared towards the Union troops. One of the cool things is uh, there's two there's two scenarios. So there's an initial like kind of practice one that's maybe like three turns or something like that. Um, but then when you do the, the larger Cedar Mountain battle, what you can do is instead of using these chits for their special actions, you can flip them over to be like a general uh, uh, special chit. And on the back, they say like, I think the Jackson ones say like, where's General Jackson? And the other one might say like, like banks needs reinforcements. So you can, if you want to not use them for their special abilities to like maybe get you a bonus in a firefight or something, you can start stacking them. <laughs> so you can start stacking Me them. Me too. You can start stacking them along the, uh, the row. And if you roll enough dice, it basically gives you a chance with where's Jackson. If you've sacrificed enough special chits to get the where's Jackson results, then Jackson appears on the battlefield. He wakes up from his fucking nap or whatever. And if you get the Banks one, like Banks needs reinforcements or whatever, then uh, once you get enough rolls, you get a roll that is less than the number of command chits, special chits you have on that track, then another, like I think Ricketts Division or something shows up to help the Union. So it's a cool game. Uh, some of the other cool aspects are um, units are never really destroyed. They just route. They can always kind of come back later on. Um, mm -hmm. the, uh, the combat's pretty neat. You basically uh, roll up your strength points, and it's it's a base six system, similar to the way Labatai is. And but the way it works is, uh, if you get a really good roll against a unit, you might get like uh, based on how good that generally how good the unit's morale is. I think it's like called their cohesion or something. Um, it decides what type of check they have to make, whether they have to make a green check, which is not too bad, a yellow check, which is not great, and a red check, which is really bad. So uh, when they take the cohesion test, basically it goes from routine, which is green, to tough, to severe, and that can make them lose uh, steps or or get disrupted or run away. Or so are these games revolution games or they are so mm -hmm. it looks like it looks like the two uh, i originally got thunder in the ozarks because i like the west and the missouri fighting is interesting to me that's p ridge i think but the one i actually set up was the mountain so those two have already been made i want to say thunder in the ozarks is 40 bucks and i i don't i don't remember i pre-ordered uh uh long street attacks I think that's what it's called. And uh, yeah, that's that one that was GMT, but then switched over to one small stuff. Yeah, I think I want to put it out. It's a good system. I think it's it's really what Huzzah maybe wanted to be, and this is a little bit more tight and cohesive. And I think they picked better battles. 
than the Huzzah system did with uh, one small step. I don't think they picked its battles. Um, so. it, well, with Huzzah, um, so so I actually play um, the, the Rebel Yell system, which Huzzah is kind of based off of. Um, they're smaller battles, like lesser un like smaller unknown battles. So uh, definitely Huzzah did not choose like the best battles for for probably what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. And- yeah, and and also I found when I, I actually played several of the Huzzah battles, and some of them were just no fun. Like the battle was just not a great battle to fight. Um, Cedar Mountain is interesting. I, I haven't played it face-to-face, which I think will make a big difference because uh, obviously the other player doesn't know necessarily what kind of chits you're pulling, so they can have kind of surprise. They have these special chits that they can keep to be like, oh, well, fuck you. If you're going to do that, then I'm going to play this on you. So that'll definitely have an impact face-to-face, the fact that you don't know what shits the other guy has. So I'd like to try it face-to-face. But I think it I think it plays pretty well, and it's pretty quick. Yeah, how... Um, so, so unfortunately, I was taking a piss. <laughs> so I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear everything. Um, but as far as comparisons to Huzzah, um, is it a simpler system or, or more complex system? Uh, I... I would say it is maybe slightly, it, uh, you know, I don't think it's that complex. I would say it's pretty about the same, but more, I think it's tighter. And I think the command system to me makes more sense. I like some of the aspects about Hazab, the tactical aspects. I thought they were cool, but um, I think the system just works better for me. And it might just be because they've been more careful about the battles. Um, I, I prefer the scale. Uh, it's a little bit higher scale, I think, than the Huzzah battles were. But I, I really kind of like the fact that the units are not really destroyed. They, they flip to become battle-worn, and then they can run, uh, and basically they go to like a broken chart, and gradually they become where you can pull. You can In this game, you can pull a brigade back and then start trying to bring its reds back if they get away from the front lines. So there's there's some motivation to rest brigades. Um it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I definitely I have not played any of the Saw games, but I have pre-ordered the Longstreet one. Are you, you're talking about this one? This is Blind Swords. Yeah, the, I have pre-ordered the Longstreet Blind Swords. So. Yeah, it, I, and the chip pull is interesting just because like what I was saying is um, what will happen is basically when you, when you look in the cup, there's going to be like a Fog of War. There's going to be the other one that's a weird chip. And then... Uh, uh, you have your normally you have your commander in chief chip, which lets you activate I think any brigade that you want, and then you have the division chips. The division chips can only activate a brigade one time and then it's done. So, but even when you pull out the division chip, uh, you have to roll a number, and if you don't, if you roll over the commanders, like if you if you don't roll well enough uh, for a, a commander. They can only do limited things like maybe just shoot back at the other guys. So division commanders do matter because like if you have like early or whoever, um, they're they're more likely to get their guys full order. So it's kind of like an elegant way of, of reflecting the fact that division commander is good. Um, and then you can assign the orders to the, reg- the brigade and then the brigade will kind of move out and do what you want. But um, you definitely have to kind of pick carefully as to what you want your orders to be because you don't know what chits the other guy has. Or you might set yourself up to where you've got a good chit that you think you can use in a certain situation, like a special chit that you pulled earlier. So, yeah, so technically one brigade could go twice, I believe, 
because you can use the commander in chief chit and you can use the division chit on them, but everybody else can only uh, get one order. Okay, that's pretty cool. J- Jason, didn't you order the Longstreet one? Like, have you played any of these? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we're pushing like midnight for him, so he might be asleep. Oh yeah, well, I'm, yeah, right. So I know, that's right. I don't, I don't think Jason has played any of these. Have you? Uh, I've tinkered with Stonewall Sword a little bit solo, um, but it, there, there was something in it that didn't grab me. Um, so I think like you, I'd, I'd be interested in playing it face to face just to kind yeah, of, I think it's better face. There's sometimes a yeah. danger when you're playing these types yeah. of games, uh, solo that you can kind of, it, it's kind of similar. Like when I did the lover tour to emperor ones where I was kind of like, you get bored a little bit, but when you're actually playing against somebody else, they're more fun when you're trying to push both sides around in some of these games, yeah. you can get a little old. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I think the, 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 Interesting thing is the way they have the Confederate and Union events um, that can kind of like add some flavor and chrome to the game. And I like—I really like that you could take those events instead of using them for their event, try to, to devote them towards something else, which might, like I said, bring Jackson on or something else where like it's, you have a long-term game objective that you're trying to achieve. So I thought it was good. Pretty cool. And it's basically a double dice system. So like it's base six for everything. So you roll base six to shoot. You figure out who's got a test, whether it's going to be normal, severe, or whatever. And then uh, you basically roll. Once you figure out what kind of test they have to take, then you roll again, two, six. Colored die is going to decide what the depletion is, and the white die decides what the skedaddle result is for the unit, the target. So, yeah. So I recommend it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it, seem, it seems pretty evocative, but it it just didn't grab me. One player, yeah, I, like I, I think two players. See, and Cedar Mountain's kind of an odd one. Like maybe the, I think maybe the uh, yeah. more fun ones would be like in the valley. But then you know the problem there is it's not probably not fun for the Union to get your ass kicked by Jackson. So the fact that this battle was a stalemate historically uh, might add a little bit more excitement. Like for, maybe it makes it more of a fair fight. So. Uh, yeah, so I I give it like a seven or an eight, maybe seven and a half. I liked it. Uh, beers, I don't know, man. Like, like I say, maybe four or five beers. Yeah, that sounds have, right. You, you do have to pay attention to what's going on. Um, and the artillery, I did think the artillery was very good at destroying another artillery or pushing it back, which kind of surprised me. But uh, some of it, I just need to play more, and I think I want to try it a couple more times face to face. But for like. 33 fucking bucks. Uh, yeah, the map is really nice. nice. The components the are great. gorgeous. Yeah, the art, the components are great. It gives you give you a Confederate and a Union charts player aids. So you've got the Confederate events on the back of their play aid, and then you've got a different one for the Union, which is nice. Um, they give you two fucking full-color play aids for both players, which, thank you, that's unusual. So you don't have to trade back the same fucking player aid the whole time. Um, so yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. I think it's a good value. So that's pretty cool because because I have like I need to get into some kind of ACW because you know 2018 you're the ACW. That's right. But yeah, so I, I just need to find the system that I'm going to enjoy. So I, so I've 
into the rebel yell, but I just don't feel anyone's probably going to get into that. Yeah, and the counters in that didn't look great. And no. Um, the if you reach much out better to, in this one. Yeah, the, the, the problem is if you reach out to the designer, he'll, he actually made a couple other games um, that have way better artwork, but he basically has to create it himself and then mail it to you. Right. Yeah, so so I, I think it's good. I think it'll be I think I like the game, um, and for the price, solid. And they Sweet. get P Ridge. I think P Ridge is actually a cooler battle, so I'd, I would like to play that one more than Cedar Mountain, but hopefully it'll keep going. So It should be coming out relatively soon, I think, right? Through the, Getty, the Gettysburg one? The, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. That should be fun. Longstreet score is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So. You got sickles, all that shit. Yeah, that'll be fun. So I realized I'm like seven eighths of a bottle of vodka in, so I'm like completely losing. <laughs> nice. Well, the good news, uh, Gersh's were almost done. Uh, that's good because because I'm I'm getting ready that's, to. That's a lot of vodka. Here. Okay, so uh, I think we're done. We good? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. All right, Gersh man, thanks for coming on. It's about hey, time. It is, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And, and if I do do a Deadlands one, would you want to be interested, Dave? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure since I know you're doing your Western thing. No, it's cool. I just I'm not into the I'm not into the world. So it's too it's too uh, Gonzo for me. All right. Well, I'll have to get you definitely involved in in something I do. But uh, oh yeah, I'll play I'll play a bad guy for you. All right, well, we'll figure it out. All right, man. Uh, Jason, as always, a pleasure. And, mm-hmm. uh, this, is this our longest episode ever, maybe? Okay. Um, not quite. We would wow. need to go for about 20 more minutes. For let's, let's, well, let's, let's, let's no, fucking no, do no, it. We're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. All right, guys. All right, All right take it All easy. Right. It's, been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Yep. Right, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Have a happy new year. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.